We're live. Welcome God, everybody to the Josh, you fat ass, shut up. Welcome to the After Hours Podcast. I am your host, Saber Seven. Alongside with me, I got Josh Shuar and oh. unimportant Canadian. Hola. Como estas? So I hope everybody's been enjoying their Saturdays. Everybody enjoyed the college football and uh, all all those who uh, mourn today as well. Um, let's just uh, get on with it. All right, no sad topics today. We are just gonna go enjoy our lives. And uh, let's, I'm just gonna first start off. I my sleep sucked yesterday and nothing to do with my newborn. It had everything to do for some reason that my dog had to wake me up and poop, go poop about yeah, six so. times in the middle of the night. Nice. Uh, my dog done that before. I mean, I mean, when I had a puppy, he would do that shit, and then he also had worms, which was also not fun. So he would just shit everywhere with worms. That's good. Canadian, how, yeah. how, how did how did you spend your Saturday? <clears throat> I I slept in till about four, and then I woke up, and then I played Tarkov until twenty minutes ago. Uh, I see that you guys have been really making sure you have some good energy to come into uh, the podcast today. Oh hell well, yeah! I, I I got off of work, and then came here, played Tarkov for about an hour, then was ready to talk about well anything and Tarkov. Yeah. Anything and everything Tarkov. All right, then shoot it out, Josh. What do you got on everything? Adar, anything? Adar best weapon. No other guns compare. It's the loudest weapon in the world. Okay, it's Josh. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. We're moving on. Your opinion no longer matters here. <laughs> oh no, but for uh, real, I've been I've been rocking the Adar like. So, and I've been getting the same gun back like every day. Every, yeah, every of course, because nobody wants the fucking eater because it's stuck. <laughs> but, but you know, okay, here's how it works. Just for anyone playing with fucking Josh, okay? <laughs> the rest of us will be smart enough to at least run something suppressed if we're running, like, customs or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then you've got Josh who runs out on his own, and all of a sudden you just hear, I see someone. It's exact, that exact beat. It's that exact freaking rhythm of fire, too. Like he's got fucking carpal tunnel. His finger can only move so much. Like, it's, it's Hello. just awful. Yeah, it he's is fucking fed. awful. Oh, I see how it is. Yeah, I'm eating cookies. He's eating what? Tacos? <laughs> no, uh, sure. That's a uh, that's tri tip right there. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I'm, I'm dying. Inside oh, br sorry, brisket, brisket. <laughs> Ooh, brisket's good. Right. <laughs> Don't worry about my. Up. Don't worry about milk. Hey, Josh, suck, just choke on the cookie and, sh and just shush, right? No, right. I don't want to die. Hey, Josh, Wait. I need you to do something. What? Die on your own time. Yeah. Okay. okay. I will. I will die on your time so that I get workers' comp. Well, we're not getting paid for this. Oh, wait. All proceeds are going right to Saber. We're we're slaves in this podcast. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, well, well, first off, first off, we built we built a complicated uh, set of network where our slavery works to benefit Saber. Then then we go to war with each other. Let's call it the Civil War. And then and then we end up making an amendment that allows us to disperse slavery while still being slaves to Saber. We call it economics. <laughs> And I'm not on the same wavelength, same wavelength as you, Josh, at all. You, you, uh, you confuse the ever-living fuck out of me, man. I swear. <laughs> my, my, my stupidi stupidity goes over the most intelligent people. Oh, embarrassing! That embarrassing moment when I realized I just hit the record button. Now, so I gotta go backtrack the bot and just clip out the part of the intro and try to match it with the recording. It's gonna be great. Anyways, it's okay. It's okay. My mic wasn't plugged in half the time, so it doesn't really matter. 
That's all right. I can help you out with that. You ready? Three, two, one. Easy. There we go. That's the cut right there. All right. So as this awkward freaking shamble rolls on through here, uh, gaming right now. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same for you guys right now, but I'm now. I'm. Ba I found myself back in a rut a little bit of gaming of like, I just don't know what to play right now. There's just oh, like that. That was me not that long ago, actually. I've been looking for that game, and Tarkov is it for me, man. Right I've been now, loving it. Right now, it's a mixture of Tarkov, World of Warships, and be banging my head on a drum. Like, so, I can't play World of Warships, man. I just can't. No, like, I, I, under I understand. Like, it's that free-to-play Chinese fucking pay-to-win bullshit. What, what's wrong with having a, a fucking 17-ton ship, or however heavy that damn ship is, going at it and just ramming people with it? For no reason other than to, you know, hit your head on a drum. If I wanted to be on a battleship, I would have joined the Navy. Yeah, I mean, I would have too, but... You move at buttfuck speeds, you shoot at kilometers away and hope the hell you hit your target. Like, it's, I don't know. To me, that's just not exciting. Like, I'd rather uh, armored combat or infantry combat. That's, just, that's my kind of game. I just don't like any of, the, any of those type of games. I don't play I don't play <laughs> World Tanks, uh, War Thunder, War, World of Warship. I just, I just, I just don't we get into those enlisted. games. That's completely yeah, different. Enlisted infantry. Yeah, enlisted it's infantry, and it's a, it's a first-person engagement, at least, uh, with yeah, those other games. Well, you... and, and it's not the same concept, either. You don't freaking die, and then you're out for the match because you have to go back to your garage and grab another, and you have to wait till that tank respawns. You are just, re you keep going, you know, you get to keep using them throughout the match. Yeah. Which, Which it nice. makes a lot of sense until like some bomber comes and just destroys your No, there is a huge balance here in that game, especially for especially for pilots right now, because they have figured out how to bombing run the piss out of you. So uh they they need to figure all that out. Um what, what was that other World War Two free to play game? The fuck was uh it War War Generals or something like that? Yeah, the something generals. Oh, you talking about the one where like it's you can like play from a third person perspective, but then also go on like boots like boots on the no, ground. No, it wasn't that. It was more first think, person. But I they think added it was, tanks and planes in later. You could I do think it was war heroes uh, and generals. That's heroes what it was. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it was it was horrible. Yeah, like, I heard a lot that of people still play it. But I mean, it was fun in the beginning. But once again, it's another free to play game. Paid to I don't know. Free to free to free to play concept is cool for a lot of games, but it's harder for smaller game studios to do it because they don't you know they're trying to make a free-to-play game but they don't have the budget to go to go and really make a really good title um and so they're just kind of like hoping that the game does well at launch where like triple a title makers they can make a free-to-play title because they have a crap ton of money to throw at it if they wanted to and they're just going to bank off of the microtransactions afterwards and a perfect example of that's like apex uh Rocket well, League, one that was paid and then went pay to win yeah oh well i would i mean even <laughs> well even fuck uh what's it called uh, uh fortnite was also a paid pay game it's an actual game it's a zombie game well, yeah yeah, yeah. And, the, 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 would save the world mode or whatever yeah yeah but at the same time enlisted on the other hand i think had the budget of for a like a like a 60 dollar game but they gave it to us for free and it has a lot of glaring issues you know what i wouldn't quite put a triple a i wouldn't it's not that good of a game no. it's not that good running of a game it. it's not well, that pretty I'm pretty of a game i'm pretty sure they had the budget of maybe <clears throat> Well, well, it's Gaijin. Game. They had the yeah. budget from War Thunder, right? Like, yeah, basically. That's that's pretty much what it is. It's just War Thunder with infantry. And I mean, I'm an idiot. Uh, what did you do? You did are. you drop your stake? I somehow was not stake. able to complete the transaction of, of uh, the handoff of broccoli to mouth, and it fell on the ground. I'm just now I'm just an idiot. Well, well, ten, Brain ten, 
Ten know. yard infraction defense. Fix your fix your broccoli. Actually, I have uh, a curious question for you. So, Canadian, as you, yes. I don't know if you're well aware of it. Josh, you're well aware, aware well aware of it. But football players who do not, who can't quite bank it in the NFL, um, they usually go to the Canadian football route. <laughs> so, my question to you is, is the CFL like a well-watched sport in Canada? Uh, it, it's half and half. So there's some people that swear by the CFL and the CFL only, and then there's people that watch NFL and NFL only. I don't think there's anybody that does both, and if there is, they're rare as hell. I'm curious. CFL's like watching sad people play football, and then the NFL's like watching, you know, the professionals play it. Frankly, I find both leagues boring as fuck. That's That's just how, like, seriously, I've I've attempted to watch. I've I've been at, like, Super Bowl parties and shit, but, like, you have a game that should last, like, max an hour, go on for five, because they run forward, someone gets hit, and they're like, fucking timeout, and then commercials. <laughs> and then you go back to it, and it's like, all right, you have 40 hours, let's go. Okay, out. I have a... I know what we're I know what we're doing this year. I know what we're doing this year is going to be a blast. We're going to do a freaking live commentary of the Super Bowl with freaking Canadian commentating the whole game. I can't wait. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be watching the game, paying attention. I'm all like, fuck, fuck, there goes my buddy. Oh! <laughs> Canadian's like, 10 yard, 10 yard play of something that Josh lost money to. Uh, let's keep let's keep it going. I still don't understand what the hell's going on. No, it's gonna be like, why the hell does that man make three million dollars a year getting murdered? Like, <laughs> he's got concussions. Guy goes in front of the camera. It's like hockey players too. I don't get it. Uh, well, like, well, it hockey's... was a good game because it was a good game, and uh, you well, know the players and stuff were good, and it was a good game. And you're like, why did you interview that man? That was pointless. <laughs> it makes no sense. Like seriously, if you watch interviews from uh, basketball players, they're a hell of a lot more intelligent. They're a hell of a lot more well-spoken, I find. Okay. There's a lot of football players. <laughs> okay. That you, no, no, no. Just seriously. Watch <laughs> hockey and watch fucking football. These people have been smacked in the head so many times, they barely comprehend the English language now. Remember, we got the clip from that hockey player. He says, why do you have to be so mad? It's only a game. Exactly. And I'm all like, that is a perfect testament of how You see that, man? He is six awesome. foot six. Okay? Built like a brick shit house and talks like a five-year-old. <laughs> It's yeah. hilarious. It's a great clip, and he's an amazing hockey player. But regardless of that, it is literally just a game. Okay? Also, also, I think the, the whole thing about sports here is that we as regular people, not these finely tuned athletes who go through years of training, judge these people, and, 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 and unrightly so. And then we're like, these guys make millions of dollars that we'll probably never, ever see. But we're all like, hey, he missed that pass, or... Uh, he fell on the ground too hard. All right, Shit. so I can't, I can't relate on that level because fuck sports. I just don't watch it. It bores me. I went to a baseball game. And I, I think if I watched it live, it would be a lot more interesting. Like if I was there, you uh, know, with the crowd energy and everything else. It, I think dep- it, would be a, it depends. Like it depends. Like, like what I will say to that is, is that any NFL game, yeah, you can probably do that. But it has to be a specific day, a very specific game for it to be that for baseball. Base no no it's not the specific game it has to be the home team winning if the home team is losing a baseball game is dead no like, I had a blast I went to watch the Blue Jays down in Toronto yeah and they were against the Mariners and they got their shit kicked in the entire time and yeah it was but, just a blast I loved well, the energy 
like well, the, the crowd roaring, the you know, the chants, the everything else. It was awesome to be there. But if I'm at home and I'm screaming at my TV, uh, that to me is just not a fun time, you know. But time. Well, I, where I, I, I relate with this is the Food Network. Okay, okay go I on. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So I'm not, I'm not an amazing cook by any means, but I cook, so I have an idea of what's going on. Yeah. And right, so there's that relation, and then you're watching some cooking competition. Dude's been a chef for 15 years, has his own restaurant, has a one, you know, one Michelin star. He's on some competition, and you're like. You fucked up that sauce, homie. You left it on the thing too long. Why the fuck did you do that? Yo, don't put that ingredient in. You're going to fuck it up. The judges aren't going to like it. Don't do it. Right? And that's the whole thing all the time. Garden Ramsey. Yeah, oh, I totally get that. Because, like, I'm nowhere close to being in comparison to that man's skills. But he fucked that meal up. If, yeah, I, were, if I were to guess, Gordon Ramsay is probably your favorite TV personality. <clears throat> no, I, he's not my favorite TV personality. I enjoy how genuine he is because he walks up to people. He's like, "You're a fucking idiot. You're an idiot sandwich." <laughs> you know, like, he's not reading. What are like, you? Okay, we have what to look here. Oh, but... See, you overseason that, and that's not a good thing because the guys over here don't like overseasoning. He's walking. And he's like, "Why the fuck does this taste like you put you you raped it with pepper? Like it's <laughs> shit like that, right?" He's just very upfront and and just he's hostile, and I love it. He's bro, my favorite chef, but I bro, wouldn't say my favorite TV I, I love I love the full 180 of Gordon Ramsay, too, where he's just, like, super, like, insulting to adults if they fucking put wrong shit in the lamp. <laughs> of course he's not assaulting to kids. Why would you go up to a kid and be like, you're a piece of shit, you're oversalted that? Like, that's horrible. You just crushed that little girl's dreams, man. I would, so, <laughs> I would so want Gordon Ramsay to go off on a kid. Just, just so I could see it happen. Just so I could have. Oh man, he would be the most, like, the world's worst horrible person ever. Like, I, think I, he, I think if he did it back then, like, put him on a pedestal with like Hitler, be like Hitler, Gordon Ramsay, same shit. He I just think destroyed it, children. I think if he did it back in his like his uh, kitchen nightmares or in hotel hell night uh, days, I think that he would have gotten away with it. But he's now Maybe. way bigger than that now, and so yeah, he definitely couldn't get away with it now. Yeah. Also, like, there's a lot of shit that Gordon Ramsay went through. I remember one time I was watching an episode of his, and he found coke in one of his restaurants. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah no, he lives. It's the Las big... Vegas. Of course, he's. I guarantee every freaking restaurant there has found coke in the restaurant. Oh, it was, uh, but it was in his employee restrooms, not not the. Well, yeah. So, like, one of the number one jobs for drug addiction is is chef. It, huh. It's like chef, um, any hospital worker, like doctor, surgeon, nurse. It's, it's... it's just so much stress. It's a lot of the first responders. They do a lot, like police officers. Same thing. It's just a I... lot of stress on them, right? Because it's, it's, well, it's, I don't think it's a matter of stress. I think, it's, I think of course, it's a matter of stress, but it's also a matter of like you, you, you can never throttle down. You have to keep the same pace your whole the whole eight to 12 hours you're working you're, you're, you yeah. literally have no time to ever just like slow down and take a moment you have to just like keep going like i remember being a line cook for just like a you know a, a montana's restaurant holy shit it was a rough go like i just can't handle that pace like personally i, I like to Dude. do things at my own pace and they're like you gotta get the food out now you gotta go and i'm like ah it was just a rough time like i just can't do it I it's funny my at my restaurant there's a couple of the cooks that want me to join their line and I'm just like I really don't want to they're like well you make $24 an hour I'm like I, I was like you do wait the line cooks are your uh, at that I'm restaurant makes 20 cook. make Jeez. 24 an hour uh the headline cook yeah so how much he, wait wait the head the headline cook of a chain of a chain restaurant makes 24 an hour how much do the line cooks make 15. It goes down the minimum wage, so 15. 
So the starter. Uh, oh, the starter but you live in California. That's that's why it's, that's why the okay. It's probably not the same. It's probably not the same like yeah, Texas well, or there's something. Di- there's different. There's different living uh, expenses too. But twenty four dollars an hour is still good. Like fifteen, they make like fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour. I think it's eighteen for their starting now after they hold had their whole uh, stuff. But it, dude, it's it, they're like join our line. I was like looking at them today. I was like, yeah, there's no there's no way in hell I'll ever join that line. There's the even if it's the easiest cooking in the world, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to join that line. Like you gotta, ha- I'll be like uh, the movie A Few Good Men. You need me on that line. Do you have whatever the, the line is? I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't. You, I'll let someone else do it. I don't want to be on that, that movie line. and that quote that I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah congratulations. But you know the movie. You know the movie. What, what movie are you even talking about? Are you talking about the you one that with James Favreau that came out a few years ago, Chef? Or are you talking about the one that came with Bradley Cooper that I can't remember? I literally said, literally a said a the movie. Men. A Few Good Men. Oh. You yeah. need me on that line uh, <laughs> with, with Jack Nicholson. And then uh, I, can't, I can't remember the exact line. Saber Crap. I, don't I thought you would know it. It's a good movie. I've, I've, I, I think I've maybe seen a few good men like halfway through, or maybe see caught like, like a lot of movies I've seen is me walking in, yeah. my dad, my dad watching it halfway, like halfway already through. I'm that that's that's basically it. That's... Here's the whole thing, Josh. You're a cinephile, okay? You just watch that shit, eat it up, and you remember crap that none of us will remember. Okay, that's something you got to keep in mind. Yeah, Video I work games. I... That's my shit. History. <laughs> that's my shit. Cinema. It was a good movie. Do I remember the line? Not really. It's got to be like super fucking memorable for me to remember it. Okay? Like, like Napoleon Dynamite. Fucking hilarious, right? I remember a few lines from that movie. Shit like that. Oh, but like, like you're somebody who's willing to like watch a depressing movie more than once. Like, whoa, whoa. I've seen, like, I've seen the pianist about nine times. Let's okay. not go there. Like, my wife just put on a United, like, she's was like, let's watch United 93. I'm like, I'm not going to watch that. I don't want to, I, I don't want to see, I don't want to watch a depressing movie today. I just, just don't want to do it right now, please. And she's like, well, if you don't want to watch it, you can go, okay. All right, fine. It's no. okay. I even uh, saw the, I even saw the Nick Cage Wall Trade Center movie twice. Oh, I, no, I watched, I watched United 93 once. It was a terrible movie. I watched. It was. I watched World Trade Center, and that was a good one with Nick Cage. Nick Cage, yeah. You no, know, it was decent, <clears throat> but like that's that's really about it. Like yeah. I watched more than once, so I was like, I I, I watched I watched so many depressing movies. Dang, I, I don't really realize okay, it. Okay, I'm gonna. So sorry, the chat just put something. Pop Tarts just said 1917 was good. Here's what I'll say to you. Fantastic. I haven't watched it yet. 1917. Great. Okay, here's here's my Me point too. to that. Here's the thing. <clears throat> I will. No, I've seen 1917 once. And I'm probably only ever going to watch it once until maybe my son wants to watch it. Because honestly, it is a boring war film. If you want to watch it for a good cinematic masterpiece, then absolutely watch it. But in terms of a war film, like I was expecting a lot more in terms of a World War One film. But I can still appreciate for what it was. But like it's like... I, I don't know. I just I I appreciate the story that they told, but other than that, I'm probably never gonna see the movie again. What, what were you expecting? A grand charge over the top? Like, dude, it was I, was ex- what it was, I was expecting. What it was I was I was expecting you know, off of the trailers a freaking classic World War One battle. I didn't know what the battle was or anything like that. They took a fictional. They made a fictional story out of World War One, and that was it. And I can appreciate that. It's it literally like. They said the people retreated. You gotta send this message up the line. We got no phones. 
that's pretty realistic as as you can get to a war film and they ended up going through, no i know i didn't not, say it was unrealistic i didn't really. runners were extremely rare i hope you know they weren't an extremely common thing like one person was a runner per battalion like it, it wasn't a super fucking big yeah. thing there was like, thanks for the, the somebody the vast majority of soldiers that served saw combat it was yeah. very few artillery rarely saw combat they just fired that was it, right? Tank drivers were few and far between. You didn't see that very often. It was literally frontline troops with a bayonet attached going over the top or fighting village to village. Like, th there really wasn't a, a, a ton of, you know, crazy action as we would expect it. It was a lot of people firing at each other from 200 yards and hoping they'd hit, and very rarely an over-the-top charge. I think... Which would only get you, what, a couple I... hundred yards? Yeah, I, but I do appreciate <clears throat> in that film specifically that there was a lot of the nitty-gritty on how those trench lines were made because man that for those first two lines into those into those trench lines the british one and then the german one if you do see it later canadian it was such it was such a neat thing to see because like that is as realistic as you're going to get to a trench line I will, all those people don't care about their mission they want to survive and they don't have enough food i will say this though that to the point of you know with world war one films there's one i'm 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 honestly surprised there hasn't there, there hasn't been an attempt to make this movie yet especially in the climate that we live in today of the harlem hellfighters the um, yeah actually that is a surprise because here's the whole thing when it comes down to a history standpoint you yanks were only there for eight fucking months okay yeah, yeah. and I, a lot of people i talk to i'm not saying it's you guys but a lot of people i talk to are like we going in there we won the war like no, no you fucking didn't you helped out and you had some pretty badass battles okay bella wood was a shit show and you guys made it out on top but do not fucking take that away from the rest of the allies oh no absolutely yeah the... me nuts. now the harlem hellfighters holy fuck we want to talk about a badass battalion that walked up and fucking made fucking german soldiers shit bricks that is one yeah because they never <laughs> as a black force during world war one even into world war two it was flag. extremely fucking rare that they ever saw combat and these poor bastards were thrown into frontline bullshit with secondhand equipment and still came out on top and like, they, and they, not even well. under u.s command they were under oh, french, french command. command french command yep. they these guys were given french equipment told to serve under a french commander and i'm pretty sure they were told to speak french well and they, they weren't told to speak french they got clumped together with other french regiments that were around them fighting but and, like like yeah the, man, just <laughs> insane like seriously yeah, hollywood it, where are you guys at the like the harlem hellfighters you guys could pick such a good movie of that free of that freaking entire battalion because their tactics were old school tactics that the french were training them which was basically throw bodies at the enemy and hope to god you came out on top and they and just they, like they use, they use shotguns they use knives they use whatever they can get their hands on because they were going to win the battle to prove that they were they deserve to be there I think that's my funniest fucking the funniest thing that came out of the first world war americans rock up with shotguns <laughs> they shoot the shit out of german soldiers who are left mortally wounded there's no way you can fix a multitude of holes in someone's chest and the germans oh. sit there and they ring up and they go you cannot be using the shotgun it is, it is absolutely too fucking horrible it does too much damage to our people we can't have this this should be against war rules and they you sat there and went, gas. go fuck yourself, you use gas. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that, fuck you, which I thought was hilarious, considering a lot of the shit that the Germans did during the First World War were pretty brutal. Though yeah. it's funny though, they said that they would execute any guy, any GI that had a shotgun, and the and the Germ American uh, government said, who had a lot of their troops in Canada and stuff, or so when they started joining, he's like, yeah, if you do that, we'll execute all of our prisoners. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, so if he wants the prisoners back, yeah, so you'll keep them alive. <laughs> It was pretty uh, much it, yeah. They were just like, we don't want to lose those people, so never mind. You can use yeah. the shotgun. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, I'm waiting I'm waiting on that movie to come out. I'm waiting on the freaking, uh, the the basically the real-life Winter Soldier movie to come out, too. Uh, the, Finnish, would... the Finnish sniper oh, uh, who took on the entire... Yeah. Simohaya. What a beautiful story that man has. Motherfucker took an explosive round to the face and walked away. Yes. I know those kept shooting. By the way, he still kept fighting. No, he didn't. Um, he got fucked up and he left. It was a rough go. But he fucking took an explosive round to the cheek. Okay? He looked like a fucked up Muppet towards the end of the war, but my God, did he make it out. 513 confirmed kills. How badass is that? The Russians thought they were going to win that shit. Motherfucker didn't even have a scope and was landing 300-yard shots. Yeah. Put, they put their <laughs> best they put their best snipers to fight him, and he couldn't even find him. Uh, no, because he'd sit in a bush and wait and wait and wait and see a glint, and then he'd bang. There's a clip. There's a clip from a movie that I saw earlier, though. It was, it's, I think, it was a Chinese or not Japanese. It might have been a Japanese made movie. Um, I forget, but uh, basically, it was a movie about China and them trying to repel the uh, Japanese. Uh, uh, and basically invasion. I forget what the movie is called. It was a pretty good movie. Yeah, the, I, it came it to a, the same clip. It came to a final stand where the Japanese had literally had walked up to the the building that they were all bundled up in, and they all threw in throw on uh, start throwing on like a suicide grenade vest and start yes. launching itself off the top floor and landing on the uh, on the Japanese squads below and detonating themselves uh, there. Uh, I saw it was a. The clip that I saw was really like looked like it looked looked like it was really good. So I, yeah, I don't see, know what the, that is. The thing that confused me about that was like the Chinese troops are wearing German shit. I was like, what that, the fuck is that about? That was confusing well, too. Well, I researched. Well, I researched. Well, that is true. That is true. The Germans it did is. supply the ja the Chinese soldiers with weapons and training to supply. fight the Japanese. The, Chin the Chinese bought. They purchased the equipment before the war had even kicked off. Yeah, okay. well, so they were fighting in Manchuria and stuff and went to Germany before the alliance happened and were like, hey, we need equipment. Our shit's really outdated. We need help. And they were like, sure. So K-98s, a lot of their Stahlhelms, the whole bit, right? A lot of their smashers. bought. <clears throat> yeah. And then, of course, it's the Chinese. So they were, you know, producing it and so on. They were, those are actually kind of rare-ish uh, weapons to find is the Chinese... I don't K90. know if it was a Lend-Lease or whatever, but a Chinese uh, Car 98. I, would, I wonder, because, well, like, they would probably be stamped for the Chinese army, too. So, yeah, and I, they're probably out there, but they're probably in China, and there's no way in hell you're ever going to probably yeah. either dig one up or find one. Yeah. They're probably in some farmer's, like, shed somewhere. Uh, You know what's a pretty good movie I would want to see? The 442nd from World War II. Yeah, yeah. the 442nd's another one. Going yeah. for broke. That's the that's the all Japanese regiment, Japanese American regiment that fought for the U.S. Army, oh. who were pulled from internment camps or in Hawaii, they're pulled from their homes to prove that they were loyal Americans, and they Those were the sent. Proof. Well, Those there was nothing. Anything. They were begging. They were begging, begging to fight to fight for the U.S. Army for but years. They, and it was they, 1943. They finally got it. 
they finally it. got it. They went to they went to Europe. They were not allowed to fight against the Japanese, by the way. They went to Europe to fight the Germans, and, and they, they were put in, and they were put in the Italian Italian campaign. It was their most famous mission was there was a U.S. Army battalion stuck behind enemy lines, and they would, they said none of the US, other army units could get them. They said, "You guys, it's your turn. Go get them. If you guys get them, good for you." So they went out, got them. They brought back the regiment, and they said, "I need the entire battalion to stand up to treat some army generals like there." He's like, "Only twenty percent of them stood." He's like, "Where's the rest of your battalion? Because this is all that's left." They lost eighty percent men, yeah. killed or wounded. So they the went into rescue. One... It, was, it was the Hurricane Forest in 1945. And what happened the was there was there was a general, uh, yeah, the lost battalion. They lost called battalion, it. yeah. So, one of the U.S. Army generals there that was leading the whole thing sent this battalion in to the Hurken Forest. And the whole thing was, is the Germans had tons of fucking time to learn the forest. They knew where their positions were, they knew where they were, they knew what was going on. The U.S., the British, anybody who was there, absolutely had no idea how to traverse this thing. It was such thick wood, it was impossible to traverse through. You, there was no, like, key signs of where to go. Yep, 442nd got sent in there against their will. They did not want to go in, but they were ordered by this general to go in. And save, um, save the battalion. Yeah, to save the battalion, and they did. They lost, yeah, as you said, around 80% of their force walked out. And the thing was is that the commander of the 442nd at that time had protested against it and told them, you know, I'm going to lose all of my battalion. We need to get, you know, reinforcements in here. And uh, when that happened, when they were giving them the medal and, and saying, you know, thank you for your bravery and everything like that, um, when they were all standing there, uh, the general came up, and that's where that took place. He went up to the commander and said, hey, uh, where's the rest of them? And he said, this is it, sir. And he goes, oh, and went out to shake his hand, and the commander just saluted him, and then that was it. Damn. And uh, he apologized. To him later after the war, I think it was in like the 60s or whatever, they got back together and uh, it was kind of a you know a reunion of, of sorts. And yes. he came up and he went to apologize again. And the guy told him, Do not ever fucking come up to me and try to say sorry for what you did to my boys. And that was it. And then walked away and never talked to him again. So he, he held a massive grudge for a really long time for getting all them killed because they were like super fucking awesome soldiers. They were willing to go and fight and die. They were you know rearing to go, they were good at what they did. And a lot uh, yeah, it was of, just a lot a of the. Go. A lot of them came from internment camps too. Yeah, most, well, most of them came from internment. The vast camps. majority of them, yeah. And they still fought for the American flag. <clears throat> Twenty twenty-one medals of honors, fifty-two distinguished cross, one service distinguished service medal, five hundred sixty silver stars, twenty-two legions of merit, fifteen soldier medals, four thousand bronze stars. This is the most decorated U.S. Army battalion in our nation's history, and and they only they, served for two years. Yep. They, their their slogan is going for broke because they had nothing to lose. They had everything to gain, nothing to lose. Because if they went back, they would have been stuck in an internment camp. If they had gone forward, they would have been killed by the Germans. They had literally nothing to lose. They had nothing to fight for. Their country didn't... Their country wanted them, but they didn't want them anywhere near their civilians. And they still fought for them. Yep. That That's is... Crazy, man. Quick yeah, question. That, is anybody... Sorry, but is anybody recording right now? I'm not, no. Okay, I need something to start recording right now because it looks like my OBS is about to crash right now. All right, well, you just need audio, right? Basically, yeah. Okay, hold on. Okay, I'll get a backup on right now, too. Saber, this is a little bit of a history lesson for this podcast. I don't care. And actually, Kenny, I wanted to ask you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, we are back and we're alive. All right, cool. Um, So, Kenny, I actually want to ask you. So, uh, 
would there be like I was actually curious because like, I know that like, the Canadians played a huge part in the Allied Armored Front. Is there a particular battle that you would be interested in seeing me be made into a movie? Here is some badass history of the small town that I'm in, and I'm going to dox myself, and I don't give a shit. So I come from a small town called Owen Sound, Ontario, and on the same fucking street, Ontario. three Victoria Cross winners were born, raised, and went to combat and deserved their shit. So two in the First World War and one in the Second World War. So the two in the First World War were Billy Bishop. He was Canada's flying ace. He ended up with 72 confirmed kills. Yeah, in a biplane, of all things. Sorry? I can't remember who killed the Red Baron. I don't know if it was a Canadian. It wasn't, it wasn't him. It was a British guy. Actually, well, here's... No. History detour! <laughs> so, the Red Baron was killed by apparently a British fighter, but there were Australian forces on the ground that were firing their Lewis guns at the plane and hit at roughly the same time. So, there's been this internal battle between Australia and England as to who the fuck took the, uh, the Red Baron down. Because back then, I mean, the planes were made out of, like, cloth and wood, so it wasn't hard to take down with basic small arms fire. So that was the whole thing. But anyway, um, I would love to see uh, David Curry is this guy's name. And uh, he was a uh, tank battalion command or tank regiment commander, I believe. He was a major. Right. And uh, they were in a small town. It was near the end of the war. So late 1944. Um, and they heard that uh, a bunch of German tanks were heading into this town. And they only had, I think it was like five Shermans and a Churchill. So they were like, shit, we need to prepare because this is going to be a rough go. There's about, you know, 10 tanks that are coming. So mm. they set up. They did it extremely fucking well. I don't know exactly. There's some battle maps and shit that are up everywhere. I haven't done a deep dive into it, but um, German force comes in. They take out the rear tank, they take out the front tank, and then it was just a shooting gallery from then on out. They ended up having to engage a couple times, but they lost. Is that, not is a, that, the, is that the tank commander who defeated the Germans, Germany's highest tank commander with the Sherman Firefly? I don't, it wasn't, no, 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 it wasn't Firefly. These were just basic, um, uh, what is it, the 75, 75 millimeter Shermans. What was that guy's name? <clears throat> uh, David Curry. I just want to make sure I can look this guy up later because that sounds like an amazing battle. It was pretty badass, actually. Um, Tommy Holmes is the other one. He's the youngest VC winner of, uh, in Canada, I believe. I don't know if it was from all Commonwealth nations, but his story's pretty badass. So this kid grew up, went to high school, wasn't smart enough about it, so he decided to drop out and became a chicken catcher. That was his job for about right. two years. At uh, the ripe age of 17 years old, he went to the Owen Sound Armories and he signed up to volunteer. Now, they asked him how old he was. He said he's 18. The commander went, that's good enough, and sent him in. So he was an infantry uh, kind of guy. So he ended up getting injured um, once, got sent back. So I can't remember what battle it was. I think it was the Battle of the Somme. He ended up getting shot once, went back in like the armor, whatever, recovered, went back to battle and fought in Passchendaele, which was one of our largest battles during the First World War. And during that time, he comes back three days after his birthday. This motherfucker rocks up. He's got Mills bombs, which was our grenades at the time. There's a machine gun nest direct in front of him with, you know, 10 German soldiers there. So what he does is he runs up. He sees that his people are fucking under direct fire. Runs up, hucks a Mills bomb in the um, bunker. First one misses, second one did not. And he rushed up by himself, threw three more in, <laughs> ended up taking nine German prisoners, saving his entire unit from undercover, and ended up taking the trench. 
and did it all by himself and was like being shot at heavily the entire time. So for that, and he ended up winning the Victoria Cross, which was badass. And he went on to live and did some pretty badass shit after the war too. Uh, moved down to Toronto, was a Coast Guard guy, and there was a ship that exploded in dock, and he dove in the water off the dock and ended up rescuing three people. Um, got Bad hypothermia ass. because of it, and, you know, he ended up dying peacefully in sleep, and I think it was like 1955. Damn. And had a wife and kids and shit. Yeah, it was pretty badass. Freaking badass you, man of history right there. Would you see Would you see a movie on the Angels, the, the angels of Mercy? The, or the Angels of Mercy. The two paratroopers that dropped in in uh, it was a French town, and they took over this church and basically made it a, a aid station for both sides. They they didn't care who who came in as long as they left their weapons outside the door, and actively kept treating everyone, Germans and Americans, whoever came in, to the point where they were actually the church was taken over by the Germans, and then pushed back from the Americans three times. That's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, they, I don't think it, I don't think you can make that into a movie. You could probably make it to like a there was like a, a part of a movie kind of thing. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of like dark, like one hour future documentary or something like that. Well, like, they they yeah. also had to go out of the church every single time those two guys left the church. One of them two, they would actively stop shooting at each other because they knew if they were going out, they were going to save a soldier. It didn't matter if it was American or German. They both respected their their medical patch. Their their Red, Red Cross, and said, let them be. And as soon as the fighting was on, they went back on, and then they just kept bringing back and forth to the point where they actually captured two German snipers who were at the, the top of the church, and they didn't know they were there the whole time. I think right now, what's going on, Like, I think, at least my theory is with Hollywood, is that they they are afraid to make a movie, a war movie, that it that the majority doesn't know about. Like, I'll be honest, I never heard of the, the Siege of Jatinville until that Netflix movie came out. And I know that that movie did fantastically well. And it made people aware of that battle, which is one of the most badass battles I've ever heard of. I'm surprised I never heard of that battle before. And so, well, what? It was considered a loss. That's why it was It was really a hurt. loss, but the, the good guys didn't lose a single body. And held out the entire time. Yeah, they, yeah they, well... Uh, they held yeah, they, it to the point where they lost. They just completely lost ammo and ended the battle on negotiated surrender terms. They suffered, I think, was it? The aim, it was like ten wounded. Recap. I think it was. What? I think ten or it was ten wounded. No, no deaths. No on deaths. The other side, though, had over a thousand casualties, and I don't, even, I don't even remember how many deaths it was. But that's just like a, that's a cool badass battle that I'd never heard of, and I'm glad I knew about it. And it's just a matter. Basically, what I'm trying to say is like, it just as long as they tell the story well, you can make a good war movie out of literally any battle in history. I mean, they also chose a good actor for him. I mean, he was in Fifty Shades of Grey, and then they made him into a war movie guy. So it was. It also depends. I don't think Fifty Shades of Grey is quite the great right. comparison there. Speaking of badass people, I want to tell you about the Canadian Rambo. This is the last story I've got. <clears throat> and this would pretty this would make a pretty badass movie too. So this man's name was Leo Major. He was a French Canadian. Oh, I know I know who exactly mm -hmm. who you're talking about. So he was serving under the uh Chaudière Regiment, uh landed on the beaches of Normandy, June 6, 1944. Uh during a reconnaissance mission on D-Day, Major captured a German armored vehicle by himself. The vehicle contained German communication equipment and secret codes. Uh, days later, during his first encounter with an SS patrol, he killed four soldiers. However, one of them managed to ignite a phosphorus grenade. The resulting explosion 
Uh, Major lost one eye but continued to fight. He continued to service as a scout and sniper by insisting uh, by insisting he only needed one eye with his weapon. Uh, according to him, he looked like a pirate. Major single-handedly captured 93 German soldiers during the Battle of Schlett in Zeeland in the uh, southern Netherlands. During a reconnaissance, while alone, Major found shelter in a house from rain and the cold. While there, he spotted two German soldiers walking along a dike. He captured the first German and attempted to use him as bait so he could capture the other. The second attempted to use his gun, but Major quickly killed him. He went on to capture their commanding officer and forced him to surrender. The German garrison surrendered themselves after three more were shot dead by Major. In a nearby village, SS troops who witnessed German soldiers being escorted by a Canadian soldier shot at their own soldiers, killing seven and injuring some others. Major disregarded the enemy fire and kept ex escorting the prisoners to the Canadian front line. Major then ordered a passing Canadian tank to fire on the SS troops. He marched back to, uh, to camp with nearly 100 prisoners. Thus, he was chosen to receive the Distinguished Conduct Medal. He declined the offer to be decorated, however, because according to him, General Montgomery, who was to present to present him with the award, was incompetent and in no condition, uh, no position of giving out medals. Whether he actually got this nomination and why he would have received it is not clear. Uh, the National Archives only has a record of for recommendations for award for major, which re regards the DMC award he got in 1945 for the reconnaissance of uh, Zwolle, I believe it's pronounced. Also. He, that guy yeah that guy that's, also that town that town that he went to go re recon was gonna get bombed to shit the next day so he reconned it captured the town single-handedly actually it was two guys they went in originally his friend died to those two uh those two troopers and then when he was escorting them out went back and still tried to shoot all those guys with grenades and and, and a submachine gun so that's how he captured it basic moral of the story is there's a lot of untapped uh history brought to light by cinema from World War II or literally any conflict in human history. So, Hollywood, get on it, please. There's more than just Sergeant. <laughs> now, I just want to circle back to, like, so right now gaming's back in this type of, like, where, you know, like, yeah, you have Tarkov to play right now. But it's not, it's not necessarily mean that you want to play Tarkov. Yes, it's just it's just it's just basically like that <laughs> that that's what's there right now to play. And, you know, it's the only thing right now like you kind of can get excited for, and you know that you could possibly have a really good time in it. Or, but if it turns out crap, then it just like kind of like kills your mood for the night. And well, so, I don't I know. Do it's, just, it's just weird. It's just weird to me that like that gaming has gone from where like like ten years ago, you know, you can go get off from school or whatever. And you come home and you could go back to, like, play freaking, like, Call of Duty 4, Halo 3, Halo Reach, uh, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops 2, World at War, you know, the, or go and turn to a story game with the Assassin's Creed games or Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas or, <clears throat> you know, just, like, there, there was just such a plethora of games. And then on PC, World of Warcraft was at its freaking peak and everything. Everybody was love, you know was grinding the crap out of that now that nowadays everybody hates world of warcraft everybody hates call of duty everybody hates halo everybody hates battlefield it's just like <clears throat> sucks here, here's here, here's my question to you though how old how old were you 10 years ago 10 years ago i was 14 years old there you go yeah how's your attention span changed it's my if you're talking about like my love like i i remember no life in call of duty yeah, I, I was like Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 2 came out when I was uh, 15 years old. 
Yeah, I fucking well, loved I it, man. I was, about I was on that shit. I was playing it till like three o'clock in the morning. Now I'd be like, oh, I gotta go to bed. Fuck this shit, and I'm out. Right? It's just, yeah. I think it's because we're old now. We're yeah. old and we're cynical, so we look at games and we're like, fuck that. That's stupid. Stop I don't want to play it. Stop exploding my world, Canadian. It's I was I'm young, I'm <laughs> healthy, and I'm free. Don't tell me that I can't play video games. But yes, I'm not no, saying you can't true. play video games. But what what I think happened was is that we became more critical of games. Well, right? we, we instead we of sitting there and just playing the game for what it was, like I don't remember sitting there. I, the only thing I remember saying is like, "Ooh, this looks good. It's got pretty graphics." That's it. I wasn't like these mechanics are fucked. Why can't I move? Why is this this way? Why don't these bullets hit this way? I didn't care. I was given what I was given, and I fucking dealt with it. And now I bitch about everything, every goddamn thing that's there. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like it'd be a valid point to an extent, but I would. But the reason why I don't think that's the case is because if that was the case, then we would go back and play. Like, if I like, like for me, I can go back. I literally, what I literally just did is like I went back and played Halo Three on the Master Chief Collection, and. I, I only stopped playing because I just like was just like okay that was a lot of fun you know time to move on I wasn't critical of the game at all the game is still fundamentally sound as it was freaking back mm -hmm. in 2007 that's it you weren't but, critical of it because you weren't critical of it back then yeah it's, and it's it's nostalgia as well right that plays a key part you're I like mean, this I've, game I, was amazing it, it be, and you're going into it with this it positive attitude it'd be nostalgia if <laughs> first of all Halo Three wasn't even really a game I got to play online multiplayer on because I didn't get Not Xbox. Either. I got I didn't get Xbox I, Live until yeah. Call of Duty Black Ops. Oh, I shit. did. You were late. I, to the yeah, party. I was late. Really? I was really Damn. late. I was really late. So Halo Three, Halo Three for me growing up was getting a few matches in with my friends at his house who did have Xbox Live, or playing split screen multiplayer, or just playing the campaign with my brother. So. Basically, in my adult age, playing Halo 3 online is a fresh take for me, and not really, it doesn't really trigger any nostalgia feelings. Because I kind of regularly play, go back and play the games that I I grew up playing. Sometimes, like I'll play, I'll pop on Battlefront 2 every so often. I'll pop on like uh, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 if the servers are right or you know whatever. And I don't get nostalgia feelings. I just like I'm playing the game for what it is, and I don't get bored of it. And I don't find I and I I don't I like to me like I don't have to seek the critic like the of uh, being critical because back then to me, I think that you're right that people have become overcritical of games lately. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is that developers are listening to that criticism too harshly, and they're trying to like they're trying to control every mechanic of the game now whereas it used to be where they just gave you the game with what what with what it was it's like here's a shooter you can sprint you can aim and you can customize your weapons that's all you're getting don't complain or like if you're gonna complain we don't care this is your game have fun with the chaos and that was I mean great that was great because like they were just very simply, they were very simple formula formula games that were, that were to be made. Modern Warfare mm -hmm. Two and Black Ops Two kind of mastered the Call of Duty system, and I think that's where the game should have stuck from there there on out. But the problem is with Activision and Call of Duty, for some reason or the other, they have to keep trying to change the game each title they come out with and try to see where they can make changes to the game. Like a, the creative class system for Call of Duty is so drastically different than it was back in Modern Warfare Two. Like the, oh, absolutely. The credit class oh. system for Modern Warfare, for from Call of Duty did not have to change past Modern Warfare 2 or Black Ops 2. If they just nope, kept I disagree. I disagree completely. The, what? The, oh, yeah, what? The one change, attachment? 
the change from and, and that's exactly it the one attachment issue i love suppressors okay they're my favorite the thing to run that, but i that, want a fucking thing and that aspect right? that i guess so but my issue then turns to that is is that the reason why the one attachment one attachment system was great is because people weren't making were weren't building freaking piss laser weapons and that's what they're doing now and that's what kind of breaks the game and doesn't let people have more options of using guns because now you can throw on like a million different attachments on a freaking SMG and make it a long range assault rifle that doesn't have any bloom to it and it doesn't have any recoil to it. But back in, like, Call of Duty 4, Modern for 2 era, you got, like, two attachments at most. And, you know, you had to compensate for stuff. You don't have to compensate for anything anything anymore in multiplayer games. And that's what sucks, is that... What did you have to compensate with, like, let's say Modern Warfare, for instance, like, uh, Call of Duty 4? What did you have to compensate for? Uh, so, like, say if you're running the F4 and you, you know... You, you didn't like the iron sight, but you also like the option of not popping up on, on the mini-map if you want to throw a suppressor on it. So mm -hmm. you decided to go sacrifice for uh, a steady aim or a better aim by not selecting a red dot, but are instead getting the ability to not pop up a mini-map by using a suppressor. And that was a 50-50 split on players on how they wanted to play the game. There's players who didn't want to pop on the minimap, and there's people who, there's players who just wanted better accuracy. And so, there's guys like me that just played hardcore and it didn't matter. But yeah. the, the whole thing yeah. that I'm getting at there is the fact that like Modern Warfare, right, the first one, Call of Duty 4, you're looking at a game where there was zero recoil. You could shoot as far as you wanted without bullet draw. There was no issues like that, right? Some dude run across the map, you're like, oh, there he is, head back, dead, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, fuck yeah, I got it. That's badass. Old We've school. changed now that where we're seeing is we're seeing the bullet drop. We're seeing a little bit more recoil, which is a little bit more realistic to guns. Mm -hmm. Do you not remember running around with like the R700, right? You can just put a red dot on it and snipe people across the map if you saw them. It's a little bit different these days, right? The M4 yeah, is a little different. The AK is a little different. There's a little more recoil compared to what round you're firing kind of thing, which makes it a little more difficult. I understand what you're getting at, but I think it was a change that was definitely necessary for gaming. Sure, if you want like a, a game like that, you've got things like Splitgate, right? Where you're looking at kind of that old school feel, but we've moved into new school. Because the whole thing is, is that if it wasn't Activision, it was going to be somebody else that was going to change it, and it would eventually move to where it's at today. This was inevitable, right? And I, I, I mean, don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, well, look at the look at the it main example. It wouldn't be like if, like I said, is that they the current like weapon build system lets you create a meta weapon. And everybody uses that meta weapon. And we then have meta weapons in every single game, though. Every yeah. game we've ever played, there's been a meta weapon. There, okay, but my art, but my, well, I'll argue to that is if like you circle back to like Modern Warfare Two and Modern Warfare Three. Yes, there were meta weapons, but that didn't. PCR. Huh? Yeah, I know there were meta weapons, but that doesn't mean every single person and their freaking mother were gonna be running the ACR. There was people. Yeah, who but every single person and their mother doesn't run meta weapons now. Yeah, they do. You what was yeah they do in Black Ops and Call of Duty Cold War and freaking um and Modern Warfare 2019 the meta weapons of both those games was the M4 well at least for at least for Modern Warfare 2019 was Modern, was M4 and MP5 and those were the only two guns that you would see the majority of everybody running if it was Search and Destroy oh. or regular team deathmatch everybody was running those two guns because they melted oh, you, and you hit and that range. Very different experiences. There was well, a also, range of weapons I was getting killed by, and well, there was the, a range of weapons that I was using. Well, you, you also played hardcore. We he played. 
I don't know. I, I play core as well, and it was the same thing. A variety of different weapons. Trust me, not all my friends like hardcore. I'm like one of the odd ones that like to shoot. That has a lot to do with the fact that on the West Coast, at least, everybody's trying to freaking go like E-League and just like are just the absolute most freaking tryhards on the planet. And yeah, so it's not that, like we don't have that here, but like the vast majority of people I played with are, you know, U.S. citizens. Well, it seems to well, be what happens. But I, I just personally, I didn't run into that. Right. I ran into a lot of people using the different weapons that were set up. I was personally using them like I found that I I could take out fucking tons of people with, you know, M4s and shit with like my RPK that was short build and looked ridiculous. I loved it. Or the, the PKM. Right? Well, for I, me, I love that shit. Well, for me, though, I think the. The whole customization from Modern Warfare 2 to, let's say, now Modern Warfare 2019, it, it's, it is, like, like what we said was, it's vastly different. And honestly, I like it better now because it's it's more realistic and comparable to other stuff I'm already playing. When I go from Modern Warfare to Tarkov, I'm still customizing my weapons to make it as better best I can. But, and then, or in Battlefield. But the problem is, or, that, the problem is though, is that people customize it to to at least most people they customize it to fit a specific spec and most people's specific specs is what they want is farther uh damage down range mm -hmm. uh less less recoil and faster ads and everybody is going to build their weapons to those customizations which makes all the different attachments you can get absolutely absolutely useless because i guarantee you, if you look it out there there's at least one attachment in mono for 2019 that probably gets used less than one percent of the time by players well, probably but it was a matter of they didn't know that that was going to happen yeah i mean and right? that's that's all and and that's they, they put those attachments in there and we just we were supposed to roll with it and it yeah. was us that figured out that hey but doing this this and this has zero recoil but there's cool. no there's no diversity to it and there's nobody who there's nothing out there of why somebody would like okay then why would i not sacrifice why would i not use this type of a build over anything else when this one literally fits the the place of every player out there because it doesn't necessarily fit the playstyle of every player out there. Every every player is now more streamlined right, like, as well because they're now everyone's been playing the same game, so they all have the same basic feeling of the battle. So if they could figure out how to streamline everybody, then everyone's gonna do it. It's it's just what it is. We've all played the same game. It's the same game over and over again. We're just gonna find a way to make it easier for us to figure out how to make a game Gunda has no recoil, just like we've been used to for years, and not have not to complain about each other. If that's well, the meta you're looking at like Warzone or or Call of Duty just online. It's competitive. It's meant to be competitive. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I wish they added was a casual and a competitive playlist that would definitely separate the players. What happened to like, Rank Call of Duty anyway? Rank Call of Duty used to be a thing, and then they just like they had it in World War II, and then they just got rid of it after that. Technically, yeah, ten it didn't well, work that well. That was the well, big thing. It, yeah, didn't well, work it didn't work the way they intended it to work. That was well. The, the thing problem. was because ranked players they they got ranked. And then when they went to go play casual playlists, they ended up getting mixed in with players who weren't ranked or like were not equal to their level. So, or they would just not find the game. So, there was, it was just not fun. It didn't work as, as it should have been, where all these competitive players played each other. Instead, they ended up just getting into regular games and just there was no point. And it just, it just went back to the same old concept. If they could do a ranked playlist where you end up playing people who are equivalent to your level, it makes sense, like any other ranked league. But Call of Duty doesn't want to fix that issue because Call of Duty already it's makes Call their money. Duty. 
Yeah, they already made their money. They don't care. Well, like, what's stupid, too, is that what their answer, what Caldi's answer to that was, and they, I think they did it in Cold War. I didn't play enough to see if they actually ever added it in, was they just added, like, oh, you can play a CDL playlist, which which wasn't even, which wasn't even ranked. It was just, like, if you wanted to play CDL, you necessarily didn't have to be a tryhard, but if you want to play the CDL game modes, then here's that playlist. There wasn't anything that was like like no progression system or anything like that, so it really doesn't separate the tryhards from the casual players on casual on casual game list, and that like what like I never really had issues. I played ranked in Call of Duty Black Ops Four, and the last time I played ranked, and I had a blast playing it. And I just don't know why they gave up on ranked play when everybody was asking it for the last freaking th- two or three titles. Uh, I can answer that question. They're lazy. They have the same formula already figured out, and they don't care. It has nothing to do with laziness. It's So here's the thing that I find, because, you know, I'm one of the complaining players that are out there that are like, why the fuck don't you do this? And I sit there and I go, everybody wants this. It's not fucking true. I'm one of the very rare people that want a specific thing in there. And if it doesn't work, what's the point of paying employees to do something that's not going to make you any extra money, right? Because you got to think about it. If you're putting together a brand new game, so say Vanguard, right? We got Vanguard coming out. We got Call of Duty players that are excited. We got World War II fans that are excited. This is a, a you know, a new storyline. supposed to be the World at War killer, the whole bit, right? And you're sitting there and you want that. And you put, hey, we've got ranked and casual. Let's say you get 2% in sales. That's not worth the time and effort you're putting in, the millions you're putting in to, to you know, coding that specific area of the game or making sure that there's an SBMM that works that well or a rank structure, right? So here's where I'll argue to that, though, is, is that... Um, actually, I don't know if it was really a counter to what you just said, but uh, I don't know if you heard of what they're doing, but Call of Duty Vanguard is int- introducing a whole new game mode system where there are three different types of play styles in the game and you can so there's blitz which will be for your players that just run around it's literally as many people they can fit into a game as possible and you are just going at it at, at that point there's um i think it's i think it's called tactical which is more of a normal play style game of call of duty and then i believe then there's i think it's realistic which is just basically hardcore yeah, so while Realistic was no HUD and headshot double damage or something like that, like it was a bit, they had it in Modern Warfare. I enjoyed it. It but was good. What I like oh. about that is, is that what Blitz is going to do is going to take all like the camo or like the camo players and stuff like that who go and do all the stupid camo challenges and stuff like that, like get all the like the kills that they need to get. Um, they're they're gonna, just going to go and take it and they're going to basically just play Blitz and that's all they're going to do. And it's we'll going to. And what's, what, what I'm hoping is that it's not going to take everybody out of it, but I just hope to see that I don't see the freaking SMG runners running around the map all the time now, and they're just over in Blitz. That's that's I, that's what I'm hoping for. Well, I, I can already see the glaring issue in it. Uh, depending on if the maps are still the same, it doesn't matter what you what you say you want to play. If you go play regular and you're just going to run around the map anyways, and you know people are going to go slowly, it's going to make you easier to get your camo and stuff. I'm pretty sure people are just going to do that. No, it's going to necessarily break. runners hate <laughs> runners. I, hate I was a, I was a camo runner. I was a camo runner, and I I fucking despise slow matches. Mm. When shipment twenty four seven was out on uh, Modern Warfare twenty nineteen, I was in that shit all day long, man. Yeah, 
Like all day long. There's huh. people. It was either, there's... It's either that or domination. You will want to avoid those people. Don't play domination and don't play small maps. Yeah, that's, Josh, that's seriously it. Josh, you'd huh. be surprised because because there are people who on Modern for 2019, half of their time playing the game was spent on shipment 24 seven. That was me. That's all. I, they I, did. Well, that's all they do. I have. Oh man. Well, I have been away from Call of Duty for so long, so that does make sense. Like, I, I'd run shipment like that. I, I'd challenge myself, right? Because I was sick and tired of all the shit that was going on. So I'd be like, fuck it. I want my, you know, SMGs to be platinum. That's what I want to do. So you I'd know, spend a whole day just running shipment and getting it done, right? So you can get all your challenges and shit. You know which game mode I would really want to see come back? The the betting game modes that were in Black Ops. Yeah, honestly, matches. I'll agree with that. The wager uh, matches were awesome. Yeah, I played a shit ton it just of those. It just sucks that now you can't really wager anything. Because I thought Black Ops system of like getting, uh, of like getting like how you unlock gear and stuff like that with like the the in game free COD points was a cool concept, and you can wager those COD points in wager matches. And then Black Ops yeah. Two got rid of the COD points, but you can still do wager matches. But there's. And uh, but then they're and then they just like all right we're done with the wager matches. Trike was just like, yeah we're not gonna do that anymore. Yeah, like they were fun game modes. You didn't have. No, didn't they have got to. they got in trouble. That's what happened. That's they got in trouble. You got in trouble by your government. Yep. They got. You even you got, though ready. it was virtual currency, it was still considered betting. And they put a stop to it. That's why the wager matches died. Because we saw like one in the chamber and gun game and shit saw a return in Modern Warfare 2019, but. I don't know. The wager matches just back then. It was a new, fresh thing, and it was it was cool as shit. But yeah, yeah, the government shut the shit down, which sucks. Well, at least you bring back the game so, mode playlist, you know, because those are those yeah. are a lot of fun. So, well, yeah, those game modes and playlists, like stupid, stupid game modes that you don't have to try hard. Like, I love gun like, game. Gun game. I love gun game. Gun game, one gun game was fun. Was my favorite though. One chamber. The 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 hatchet one, the crossbow hatchet with the ballistic knife one. Sticks and stones. Yep. Yeah, that was fun. It, it was just fun game modes. You, you didn't want to play domination. You want to play team match. You didn't want to play search. All you had to do was just go play this game mode. You level up if you wanted to, because that's really mean. You didn't really have to care. And all of a sudden, you're just playing with your friends. Or even in Modern Warfare Three, that that uh, what was it? The plague mode. Where you oh, kill infected. I fucking infected. love infected. They brought that back into Modern Warfare 2019 as well. They I played did? out of it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. It was a massive list. It was so fun. Yeah, Modern Warfare 19 did a lot of good in terms of like revitalizing multiplayer fun because mm -hmm. it was also the first Call of Duty that we saw Prop Hunt brought into the game, which that was a lot of oh, fun. I had so much fun freaking playing. Prop, no, Prop Hunt was in Black Ops 4. Prop Hunt was, was in Black Ops 4. So it was in Modern Warfare Remastered. Oh, that's right. That's where I remember. You brought from. that in first. That's yes. where I remember from. It was, it was first so in Modern Warfare Remastered. Wait, it was in Remastered. By the way, Modern Warfare yeah, Remastered. Remastered. Here's a, here's what I'll make an argument about why I think the old school weapon system will still work is because of how heavily played Modern Warfare Remastered was, and I like it wasn't just because like Infinite Warfare was trash, but I never heard anybody <laughs> complain about yeah. MWR. I never I bought heard... Infinite Warfare just for the Remastered so I. version. So I never I. touched Infinite Warfare. I, so did I. I actually, I actually. Was actually like, like even though it was just like a blanket remaster, you know, because it was just updated graphics, all the mechanics were the yeah. same. But it for some reason felt like a complete like I honestly couldn't go back and play COD Four after that because I had MWR, but MWR just felt like such a different game and better. And I think it had a lot to do with the new custom like 
like customization they brought to the game. Like I like I grinded for like the different weapon variants and the different character models and everything yep, like that. I did the same. That was so yep. much fun. All that stuff they brought into that game, like to this day, that's the peak of what Raven Software has done. And then they gave us Warzone and now they're trash. Yeah, Warzone is not bad though. That's the thing. Like Warzone's not a bad game, but Battle here's, here's Royale, my... man, it's so fucking good. It's just it's easy. It's simple. That's well, what here's I love my about it. here's my thing about MWR though, is that when I first played it, I loved it. I played Infinity. I also played Infinite Warfare. It was not a terrible story game, multiplayer game trash, but story game, it was a fun game. But when I played Remaster, I played it for a little longer, and then it's because I had that old COD feeling. I actually played Hardcore for the first time in that game, but it wasn't until they All started right. they they add that they added that gate that gun you can buy. That's when Modern Warfare Remaster, I just completely dropped it. See the whole thing. So microtransactions. Let's let's dive into this a, a bit because this is something that I I love is the microtransaction okay, okay, shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so microtransactions obviously made were a thing back in the day, right? With your map packs. That's yeah, right. I was okay with microtransaction. That. Right. We were all okay with the map packs. As soon as they did, and I wouldn't say it destroyed Modern Warfare Remastered at all, but no. it was not a good thing. And it was pissing a lot of people off. But you got to remember, when it came out, that was the thing. Everyone was doing it. They were doing the microtransactions. Right. Now, here's how I feel about it. If you have a game that I spent my hard fucking earned money on, there are no microtransactions in that, period. You yeah. got your money. You yeah. charged me for it. I bought the fucking game. Roll with it. Give me the new content for free if you wish, or put it in DLC. But I mean, if you're going to charge $40 for a DLC... You best fucking make sure that your goddamn effort was put into that. Like because second, if I'm paying, it better make feel like a like uh, a complete sequel to the game. Lately. So Absolutely. like, I, ha I, I don't have... want these shitty map packs for forty bucks. I don't want shitty guns that you just half-ass pulled out of your ass for forty bucks. I'm talking good shit. If it's a free-to-play game, microtransactions are more than okay to be put in there. That's why Warzone. I wasn't pissed off about it. We got the battle pass. I don't mind the battle pass system. Right? You get a number of shit. We've talked about this before. Get a number of shit for your ten bucks. It's good. I, I like that. I will say the too, whole like oh, I will say yeah. But what, I, what, what, what I will say to this though is that you can argue though that Warzone microtransactions can actually be pretty much an essential part of the game style if you only play modern, only play Warzone because the grind for uh like leveling up weapons and stuff like that's a lot more challenging because. You really don't get the option to get a specific gun to work on and level up. You have to just work with what you can pick up. Because, like, it's not really hard to level up guns in that game. Literally, all you have to do sometimes is just switch the weapon and you level it up right after that. But, like, say, like, oh, I wanted, like, say at launch, you wanted to get on, like, the, you know, the, the what was it, the F, uh, or not in the beginning of it, like, uh, when Cold War came out, when the FFAR came out. Like, if you were a just a Warzone player and you don't play Cold War, then you are stuck behind the freaking herd in leveling up your weapon. So you either can, like, because I think the FF, no, the FF, FFAR wasn't even a battle pass weapon. It was just a gun you had to unlock in, through level progression in the game. And, and it was pretty easy to unlock, too. It was 15 long shot kills with an AR. Yeah. But it's a lot of Warzone. It's a lot of Warzone. And it, that's just where, like, I think, like, Warzone was kind of like 
money hungry because they really didn't give players a easy viable option because people who own the game had a vast 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 advantage over people who were free to play and not just in terms of like fine-tuning their skills but in terms of being able to roll in with good loadout weapons so here, here's where i'll counter that right so you got free to play right mm-hmm. don't need a fucking account didn't buy the game didn't do any of that shit so you're automatically at a disadvantage which is something that just happens, right? We know that it's integrated with Modern Warfare and uh, Cold War. We already know that. That's been a thing that we've you know, known about for a year, almost a year now. So if you're getting that free-to-play, you're already aware that you're at a disadvantage. You're starting at level one. You don't have the base games. You're not able to do whatever. You're going to slowly unlock it as you play. Now, there's the difference between a hardcore player and a casual player. Did any of you guys play Warzone like fucking crazy when it first came out? Not at all. Uh, no, I actually can't remember if I did, but I think I think I did because like I I, put, I got a few dubs under under my belt. I put seven months into this every day. Oh, wow! Come home from work, I'd play it. Me and a couple buddies that get together, and that's all we played. I didn't touch a single other game for seven months. I just grinded Warzone. It's extremely fucking easy to get your guns if you're just grinding it. If you're a casual player, simple as this, right? You're going in, you only want a few games. New season drops. Wait a week. That's it. Wait a week, nothing's meta. Go back to your own shit and keep playing the way you were, right? But to get up to... Because what I've seen is commonly throughout the Battle Pass, level 15, that's when you get your meta weapon. It's extremely early in the Battle Pass. You're able to get it if you pay for it. It's incentive to pay the $10. And then it's incentive for those people with that little bit of extra money to spend the 50 or whatever to get up to level 15. Mm -hmm. after that though you're not looking at the crazy shit there was only one meta skin and that was rose or whatever who was black who would hide in shadows easily okay but let's be fair level 100 rose skin was meta for way longer than it needed to be oh i agree right but it wasn't until like what two it was until last season or actually it might even been this season until they finally like oh hey we boosted the grayscale on it so here here it is it's hard it's easier to spot now yeah, but for someone colorblind like me, she still blends in. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. If anything, it's probably harder to spot her out now because she actually is lighter to the environment around her now. It, it is. Honestly, it's hard to spot players in that game. I shoot at bushes all the fucking time thinking they're people. It's stupid. It's just what it is. People blend in with shit they shouldn't. You know, no. a guy will be wearing a CDL blue shit and hide in front of a building, and I'm like, how? How did I miss that? Dude's, like, super blue. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. like, what's kind of it's gonna be interesting though with Warzone is I'm not entirely for sure that the next Warzone is is a uh, gonna be integrated with this Warzone. By why why I'm saying that is oh. that um, World War Two weapons compared to modern shit. Well, because it's running, so it's running on the same engine, of course, and yeah, it's, it's, obviously, obviously, it's gonna be a bit of a, I guess like shock like a big it's gonna be a huge change for players because a lot of players are gonna have to relearn how to play the game because of the different weapons that are gonna be brought into the game um but because it's gonna take place on a new map uh on an upgraded version of the iw engine at least because i don't know if you saw the gameplay but i saw the gameplay some of the gameplay footage on the trailer there was one there was a new lean mechanic that i saw where essentially you when you hug the corner you're like this instead of like mounted on it the guy did one of these things and was shooting around the corner like this it's called like, blind fire they oh, added blind, blind fire, fire into it well, added like so like tarkov so my question is is that 
is are they gonna do some type of like big event where it goes back in time again for this map on Verdansk? But this time it's not gonna be because that's the thing too. It's not gonna be in Verdansk. It's gonna be in the Pacific Island Theater. It's set in the Pacific Island Theater. Yes. And so no one's gonna be playing Verdansk. But nobody. No, nobody's gonna be playing Verdansk. And nobody's are you gonna have to? Everyone's so fucking bored of it, man. But are you gonna have to reinstall Warzone? That's basically my question: Is are you uh, going to have to reinstall I, Warzone? If I imagine so my 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 gripe is, I want to get Vanguard just to play the campaign if there is one. Campaign looks super cool, honestly. Yeah, and Fuck that's the whole thing. That's, that's the whole thing. Well, yeah, I'm like that too. I was like that with with Black Ops. I only bought Black Ops for its campaign. I only buy Call of Duty for its campaign. I don't care about multiplayer. I'll play multiplayer if I'm playing with friends, but honestly, I don't care. I never cared for it. But now I'm just like, well, if it, I'm not I'm, with Black Ops having a shitty campaign. I'm like, what's the point? What's the point of it? Is is this franchise for me? Is like they're adding all this stuff. Warzone has the same map for what two years now, mm-hmm. and they've all they've done is change up different sceneries of it. And the only major one I know of is the dome creating it. And that's about it. That's literally all I know about Warzone. Other than that, I'm pretty sure the map is completely the same. And the one time I played Warzone, which was my my tenant, he let me try out the the Verdansk mode where they had was like you're trying to destroy the train for the Vanguard trailer. I was like, no, oh, this is a cool mode. I was like, if they're gonna play this, I would be down for this. A PVE mode for Call of Duty would be great. And then I really, then it sucked me in and sh- showed me a trailer. I was like, oh, so this is what they're doing now. They showed me this cool mode just to show me a trailer for their next game, and they didn't add anything new. So no, it wasn't a mode; it was just an event. That's it all it was. Just an event. Yeah, that's yeah. all it was. Well, they, I, they, I they, didn't. They did I it did for Cold War, and they they've done it well, for here, Vanguard. Here's, here's the thing, though. I didn't know that. I don't play Warzone, so well, I came in. You, I was now you I, know. Yeah, well, now I know, but I came in thinking, oh, hey, this would be a cool thing to play now. If they have this, I'll probably play it again. It's gone. Who cares? The whole thing about Warzone, though, is the competitiveness, right? Fuck mm-hmm. a train. Nobody cares about PvE. It was neat when you had the, the, the zombie mode, though. The zombie royale was the best thing they've ever done. I don't know why I they got played that. I played that one. That one was fun. That it was, was fun dope. as hell. You know, it was dope. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was super fun to come back as a zombie and, you know, you're straight up in their hand-to-hand combat with people it was awesome it was a lot of fun you could outplay people and whatever else i remember and... i remember one time they did i think i saw a video it was like a tiktok with four machine gunners in a hallway and they ended up just mowing down everybody who came through oh yeah no it was a it was a rough go we won one of those my team and i which was a fun go but i mean honestly the best game mode, i bet the best warzone game mode is um it's not Verdansk, it's uh, the other one. What's it called? Um, Rebirth? Rebirth. Which... Love, love the crap out of that game, though. Wish to God that they would quit, quit treating it as a special event mode and just make it a permanent addition to the game. And also, just give us the ability to play as a single player and not require a freaking squad to go into it. Yeah, just oh. to have a normal solos on it would be fun. Mm-hmm. It would oh, be hectic, you know, though. You know what I would want to see on that map? Is a large, not like like the zombie mode, but like a PVE style, where it's a hundred players and your whole goal is just to survive, and you're fighting against zombies that just get harder and harder as you're going along. Here's so the thing about play, so you want a hundred player zombies mode? Hell yeah, I do. Okay, that would actually be all right. The thing, the thing about Rebirth that pissed me off though was the fact that when they were dropping it, they were like, "It's an all new map. It's brand new. 
You're like, oh, fuck yeah, a new map to Warzone. This will be dope. Guess what map this game was in? Blackout. It's not fucking new at all. It, well, it, was, a, it was a game, like, prior. Blackout. I heard Blackout was... I've never actually played okay. Blackout. Black, Blackout was fun. It was fun. It stuck to, like, the old school style of, like, military style uh, battle royales where you had to pick up a gun, pick up attachments. Yeah. There wasn't any, like, um, loot drop, like, ammo crates or, I'm not sorry, the weapon crate drops or whatever, loadout drops. You were you were winning by what supplies you were given on the battlefield, and that's why I like about battle royales win because you're winning. You're playing by the the maps by by what the map is and what is given to you at hand, and not just based off what random weapon you get. Now I understand that to a point that's unfair for skilled players who are good at the game, but they just get a crappy drop in and they have and they don't get any good guns. But to me, that's a better formula for Battle Royale than uh, loadout drops. Here's my problem with that version of Battle Royale. I can't menu like a spastic, okay? I can't jump in and be like, oh, this attachment doesn't work for me and go... and switch all my shit and I've got a brand new fucking gun. It doesn't happen, okay? It's like those people with spastic hands on fucking Fortnite to build a house in three seconds, <laughs> you know? They come in there like fucking Mennonites. But the whole thing with this is, like, I hate picking up attachments. I love the fact that, like, okay, you know what? I might pick up a shit gun with a, with a crazy-ass scope on it that I'm not going to be able to use, and that's fine. I'll make do with what I can, mm-hmm. right? And I enjoy that style, the simplistic style. And I think that's why Warzone caters to so many people is that... Oh, it's simple, and I, yeah. It's extremely simple. It's yeah, easy absolutely. to get into. Oh, know, well, sim- fun. well, look at look at all the simple I'm games simple we play. I'm a simple man. I like like squad for the Milsim. It's a much simpler game for Milsim players. I want to talk most. squad. Move on. But I'm just I'm just I'm not talking squad. I'm just saying simple, simple games, and then you get your hard shit. But all right, let's not go into that. If you want to play dumbed down games, I'm playing World of Warships because it's simple. I don't care about playing something hard. I don't want to learn what stupid thing is going to make me fly this ship better. Now, in to, the air. to extent, Warzone's not easy. Let's no, just, it's not easy. It's simplistic gameplay, yeah. not easy as a platform. That's what I'm getting at. The yeah, simplistic sim- version behind weapons. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like all you have to, you're basically every 99% of players goal in mind when they lo- drop into a match. I need to get 10 grand to get a loadout drop. That's that's what they're yeah. that's that's their goal. That's what they have on their mind. To I need to get my 10 grand, get my loadout drop, and then we can go from there. And the most the most complicated thing or like the most strategizing you have to do for Warzone realistically is decide whether or not you're gonna set up two classes, one that has a ghost kit and one that doesn't have a ghost kit. Oh, ghost got replaced. Oh, it did? Mm-hmm. High alert. That's the uh, one that everybody's running these days. Oh yeah. High alert's broken, by the way. And that's another reason why I hate Warzone is that they use broken perks in the game. That's the one where you can see through the walls, right? No, high alert oh, no, 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 high no. alert is what you can you can be looking this way, and if somebody's looking behind you, you get a ding like, "Hey, somebody's staring at you," and yeah. you basically are, you, you're aware that somebody is near you and ready to fight you. And that was, was because a lot of people complained, like, "There's no counter to, to getting snuck up on." Like, yeah, that's kind of the point of a perfect ambush. Yeah, that yeah. is that does sound like an ambush. Oh, yeah, the whole the whole thing is, is video games. Everybody's gonna bitch about something. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be a perk that people really enjoy and people really don't. Right? There's always a divide. It doesn't wanna, matter the game. I want to ask you. Well, after this, go ahead. 
and the 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 see-through wall perk isn't even really that bad of a perk now that i watch more of the gameplay is it a little bit unfair yes it, it makes it a little bit more difficult to to find cover behind penetrable walls because basically you shoot the guy you get like two seconds to track him and then if you don't make contact with him again then it you don't see him anymore and but if you keep your shots on and then you of course see him the entire time until he's dead that seems yeah. I guess this should that should help. I, work, I right? think it's a stupid that, perk either way. That's their anti-hack for right now. Uh, you become the hacker briefly. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> seriously, what it is? I I guess walls twenty twenty one. Uh, here's a question for you guys. I know we talked a little bit about remastered Call of Duty earlier, hmm. but how do you feel about old games getting remastered? Like I Call fucking of Duty hate 4? it. Stop it. Stop. Okay, remastered. If, if, are we talking about remastered or remade? Remade completely. Remade's Stop. fine. Like, no, I think remade's fine. I, no, the whole thing is, is that if you're taking an already made concept and you're remaking it, you've run out of ideas. It was good the first time, right? Yeah. Stop fucking with it. Remasters, same thing, right? Because here's the thing: we got a Modern Warfare Two remaster. We didn't get the multiplayer. That pissed yeah. me the fuck off. They I got super bucks for because that. they knew what was going to happen if they did that. Because they yep. had to go through and did lost. that. They, nobody they would play Modern Warfare. Yeah. It, they will lost every Call of Duty title after that. Everybody yeah. and their freaking mothers was playing MWB uh, MW2 Remastered, and that would be. I would, it. I would be playing MW2 Remastered. Everybody I thought it was would. only twenty. Every, I thought it was only twenty dollars. The OG Call of Duty players. Forty for me. I I still yeah. think like the OG Call of Duty players. They run the they they are still the majority player base on Call of Duty. The freaking squeakers and anything like that are in smaller numbers <laughs> compared to the OG freaking Call of Duty players. It's because, we'll, that, it's because we'll call them out on their shit. Like, we don't... Everyone will call them out on their shit because we don't want to hear it. There's nothing to do with that. The, the it's, thing because, that Call of Duty, it's because Call we, were, we were them and we know how to count. Right. We know how to counter them. We were them and we know how to counter them. That's why. It, Call of Duty is a good game for a lot of people, especially us OG players, because we work. And when we come home, we don't... You know, not all of us... Not everyone's as lucky as we are to come home and have a couple hours to game, right? Mm -hmm. There's some people that only have, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour. So Call mm -hmm. of Duty is easy because you can hop in, five-minute match, and hop out, all right, I'm done, move on with your life, whatever, you know, have that little bit of relaxation. Things like Battlefield takes a little longer. You're looking at half an hour, 45-minute matches. Tarkov, same thing. You're going into a fucking thing, and it's hardcore shit. And if you're like me and you barely play it, you're already at a disadvantage, you know, three weeks in. Like, it's shit like that. Call of Duty is appealing to a lot of people because it's quick, it's fun, it's fast-paced, and it's pretty easy to level up and do your thing, and you always feel like you're progressing, right? You sit down, play for half an hour, you usually gain two levels, regardless of what rank you're at. Right. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, I did play Call of Duty No Life in it, and now that I play it now, I'm like, yeah. But if you didn't, if, if Call of Duty games end up getting longer like Warzone... How is it still seem popular then if those people who don't have that time? What do you mean? If they're getting longer, they're not though. They've maintained the same match length since the original Call of I Duty. I mean, realistically, it takes like twenty minutes to half an hour to play a Warzone match. Really? Yeah, that's it. And if you're bad like me, it's about five minutes. It's not PUBG or Fortnite where you're in it for like forty-five minutes. You know? Actually, Fortnite's fortunately not, not that long. Origin anymore. originally, Fortnite's was it was it was long. Original Fortnite was a lot, and that was the last Fortnite I played. I haven't played Fortnite two or whatever the whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> Despacito two. And I and I will say this though that 
I do enjoy PUBG every now and then just because the everybody had because they do they did end up doing a ranked playlist where all the tryhards go to that now and I can just go play casuals and get chicken dinners all night long. Yeah, we did that too many times, but I thought there was too many bots in that game. There is a lot of bots now. The player base died. Which is actually surprising. Because they did a lot of shit with that game. They added new weapons, they added new gear, they added new it's maps. Not that the game, it's not that the game... What's weird is that it's not that the game died, it's that the the mobile game became vastly more popular than the standard game. So they yeah. took it off from Apple, and it's still popular. Because it Apple. doesn't matter. The the Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. True gamers, like, like, like it's going to sound weird. True gamers, don't they don't have iPhones. Because iPhones aren't built for gaming, the the Android operating software systems, all their like the Samsungs, they were advertised as gaming phones for the last like five or six years now. I guess I'm not yeah, a true I, gamer. Then. I get 120 hertz on my thing, but I don't mobile game because mobile gaming's stupid. It's, uh, I, it's I, stupid in a sense. It's great for like I guarantee you, like when my when my boy grows up and like say we're going on a road trip or something like that. Yeah, like. You know, I'll probably have like whatever game I can probably download onto that that will keep him busy for a little bit. Like Call of Duty oh, Mobile. My, I mean, call, my, call. my kids have fucking Minecraft. They love it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that having been able to play Minecraft or like Call of Duty. Like I don't know if you guys ever gave him Call of Duty Mobile a try. That's super fun, actually. Uh, if you download it through an Android app on your computer, you destroy children because you have mouse and keyboard support. Oh no! I, I just like what I'm gonna do is uh, because I I discover what so really cool thing. I I delete two controller. I can sync it to my iPhone, and then I can mm -hmm. screen mirror my iPhone to my TV, and then boom, mini console. When my son was born, and like the first like two or three weeks, I bought Star Wars: The Old Republic two, and was uh, screen mirroring it to my TV and playing with my controller. It was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. I uh, it. to do it. I actually uh, found a way to uh, make Xbox Game Pass work on the iPhone. It Which, works perfectly fine now. Why? I will say this: Game Pass is hands down Microsoft's greatest thing they've ever done for the mm -hmm. gaming community since Halo Combat Involved. Yeah, well, Game, pa game Pass. All you have to do is log into your Game Pass on the internet and save it to your ho your home screen. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Tufts does not agree with my opinion. Apparently, <laughs> I think like, Game Pass is fantastic because it gives you the ability to play a lot of different games around, and then new ones that come Minecraft. out. So they they just bought Bethesda. Mm -hmm. That means any new Bethesda games that drop, you're getting wait. it for free day one. Cannot right? wait, and we could also get to, and I, like it's my intensity because you also we also get access to every previous Bethesda title game as mm -hmm. well. Like on yep. Game Pass, every Fallout title is on there, every Elder Scrolls title is on there. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I just realized that yeah, like Game Pass is so awesome. And then when they part, when if you pay the fifteen dollars, you get the partnership with EA and get to play their games. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of... They don't get my money. Well, well, either way, I paid the $15 so I could pay on my phone as well. And I was just like, yeah, this is cool. Huh? You shill. Shill? I wish I could make this switch to Android, but unfortunately, I, I have a family. And my wife's like, no, you must only use iPhone. Which hey, iPhone's great for the, you know, the I, fam like if you're in a, in a family because it makes compatibility a lot more easy and you can do a lot more with it and security and tracking everything like that so iphone game what's up but still same thing yeah 
it, does it does it does it does it make phone calls? Does it go on the internet? Yeah, it works for me. It's a type, it's a fucking phone. It literally, it doesn't matter what phone you get as long as it works. My big thing with between if we're getting into the iPhone Android thing, and I'm the odd man out here, <clears throat> clearly. No, Android's better. Um, Android's better. Uh, Android's a better. Not necessarily. It depends on the person. Here's the thing. It's not that the fact that it's a phone. If you're a technology guy like I am, mm-hmm. you're going Android. It, the customizability on this thing is fucking insane. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, absolutely right? it is. I 100% agree. I don't have to I pay for it. I do like, so, so much shit. Like a few years ago, I I was I I got into mobile sales, and that's when I discovered like how much like over freaking priced iPhones are. Mm-hmm. So I I forget which iPhone launch it was. I think it was the iPhone 10. S, I think it was the ten, the ten and ten S series. They were being launched, and the Note Nine was being launched alongside. Oh, of that. the Note Nine was and such a better phone than the. It 10. was, and it cost so like I, like like, like, I, 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 like customers would be like coming in, and and like here's how I, here's how it was described. So base iPhone, sixty four gigabytes, five point eight inch screen. You get it for a thousand bucks. Base Note Nine, hundred twenty eight gigs. It also has uh, it also has storage, it way. has expandable storage up to a terab. It was either up to a ter. I think it was up to a terabyte. You also had the processor chip inside of it that is way stronger than the iPhones to in order to be compatible with gaming. And also, it was also the first uh, smart stylus remote pen. You can literally take pictures using the pen as a remote. And as well, on top of that, the camera was far superior to the iPhones. And as well, the, you know, the vast freaking customization and what you can do with like, because at the time too, I think it was actually, well, actually it was technically around the note eight. There was a, there was a device made for the Samsung series called the deck, which all you had to do was connect to your eye. If you connect that to literally any monitor or any display, you can tr- use your iPhone, your, your note as a freaking computer. Mm-hmm. What's it? Wasn't there a phone that came out like a year or two ago, made by like some gaming company? It was like a yeah, Razer. Yeah, Razer. Yeah, Razer made a phone. Uh, Asus ROG have made two. They try to appeal. It's usually PC gamers like us that buy it. They're like, "Oh, it matches my computer. I'm so cool." It doesn't do anything more. Oh, it has the same refresh. Like I have the Samsung S20 Ultra. Fantastic phone, by the way. It's absolutely wonderful. I love it. It has a hundred times zoom. I never yeah, need it. That's like that's like four lenses on it, right? That's, that's uh, yeah, three. three. No, what? yeah, four. Four lenses on it. So you have like a what? fish eye and a bunch of shit. It only has a ten times zoom. Okay, but the hundred times zoom isn't gonna do anything. I don't know what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I I but, tap uh, my desk. And I mean, my by the time that you do out. the hundred times zoom, you're looking at fucking pixels. It's just kind God of more it. of a gimmicky thing for it. But I mean, the the thing is, is like. If I wanted to take good photos, I'd go and buy a DSLR. Your phone oh, doesn't dude, fucking like, matter. My T5 like, always works. They're, they're, they're for those out. nights where you're out the boys and you're shit-faced. You're like, fuck yeah, let's take a picture, right? Like, you're well, like, all right, we're here's good. Where I, where I argue on that is, though, is is that, and a lot of companies are doing it now, is that a lot of companies out there, especially uh, like specific electronic companies, are right now, they're trying to make their products to appeal to the wannabe social content creators out there. And for a lot of content creators, it'd be a lot more convenient. They could do everything from their phone. And that's why a lot of companies are focusing more on their camera. Cause because like they want to be able to like, there's a lot of like, like I would rather take like video with like a Samsung S 20 ultra than a $200 camcorder. 
even though the camcorder is made specifically for recording, I know that the quality of the video and I and you would be able to record in 4K it, it would be available on your on your on your S20 Ultra. Sure. Yeah. And you know that's cool and all, but like really when you come down to it and you're looking at it from like let's say YouTube perspective, you're mm -hmm. shooting like a documentary style video. You're not going to use your phone. You're going to want the DSLR. The reason why is the DSLR has way better frame by frame capture. Mm -hmm. Um you the files uh, half the time are raw. Like if phones were really that good, we would see it a lot more in social media creation. We really don't. We see it on TikTok creators, see it on Instagram creators, and even then, that's usually only when they go live. There's an actual photo that's being taken of them. It's not on their phone, right? And of course, Apple likes to do their shot on an Apple, right? While they're doing their fucking commercial. Like, fuck. Might have been shot on the Apple, but I guarantee you threw it into Adobe After Effects to throw some shit on there. Like, you know, don't bullshit me with that. I will the whole thing this. is, is like... It, it, say, I would I would say though that a DSLR is is an amazing camera because I have a DSLR. I love shooting shit with my DSLR. Will I use my iPhone camera? I do use my phone camera if I don't want to pull that thing out. And yeah, I do agree with you. There is a lot of things that you will not shoot with your fucking phone because guess what? Your phone ain't shit. No matter what phone you have, it ain't shit. It's too small. It doesn't. It can't rate. Get that DSLR or whatever you can. Shoot that stupid video. Edit it in Adobe After Effects. There you go. Send it out there for the world. Saves you the time and the effort. It seems to be a struck a chord here. You Just, say, here's the whole thing. Don't buy Apple. And there's don't, a reason why. Don't buy a fucking phone to take photos, man. Just, no, just, it's not even that. Just just in general, don't buy Apple. The reason why hey. is, okay, you know the Right to Repair Act that has been trying to be put through for ages? Yep. Apple is the biggest pushback. The uh -huh. biggest one. Because guess what? A simple little chip, let's say in your in your you know, your iMac or whatever, decides to fry itself because electronics tend to do that. It will cost you almost the same price to replace that little chip from Apple than the fucking product did. But if you take it to like a third party, it may only cost you like a hundred bucks or whatever. But they're well, pushing back against it. Whereas Android not at all. Like, you break your screen on an Android, I take it to some third-party guy, they're not going to lock out my phone. They here's, could do that with an Apple. Here's where... But here's the interesting thing, though, is that, like, you say, like, with your MacBook, you're going to be able to take it to, like, a repair store, and they can fix the chip for you. Problem is that is that Apple's no longer going to be using Intel and using their own chips now. And so, there's not... In the newer models, there's not going to be a repair store that's going to take your, your MacBook because they don't have the chip to freaking replace it with. Yeah, they do. You want to know why? Because guess where their chips are made? Where? China! Hey, and what wow. does China do? Sell to whoever the fuck they want. Because they don't care. It may not be Apple branded, but it's the exact same chip. They'll sell the thing, they caught it. It wouldn't be a knockoff. It's the identical thing. It's just not branded Apple, right? Yeah, which that's is the biggest that's, what, that's what a knockoff is. There's there's a few guys on YouTube. There's one of which is named Strange Parts. Um, He does awesome content. He used to live in China. And he built an iPhone from scratch. Like, it, went it, out, bought the parts, made the iPhone itself, and it worked with the Apple iOS stuff. It's just because, going to using Shenzhen, right? It's and because, Shenzhen like, a lot, like a lot of the older tech. parts are literally just... I've seen a video. You, you can literally just buy them off the streets, can't you? Like, you literally can go up to vent, like, people no, selling them off the streets. No, there's this massive mall in Shenzhen, China, that has, like, it's literally, like, 16 stories high, and it's all just electronic stores. Like, you can build a gaming computer, you can build, like, whatever the fuck you want. It's crazy cool. 
That would be super uh, cheap, too. It, uh, sometimes, if they know you're white, you're going to get a more expensive charge because you're rich, but, like, <laughs> compared to them. But the, the whole thing is, is, like, it's just you have the ability to do that there. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's it's impossible. I mean, we even have pushback here in, in Canada as well, right? Like, the problem is, if so let's say Josh decides to open up a repair shop. He's not Apple certified. He fixes an Apple phone. If they find out, they can charge him. And he can go to court and he'll lose because it's in their little fucking thing to yeah, not do right. it and blah 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 right it's ridiculous and yeah. not to mention if you buy apple you're helping samsung anyway <laughs> like the all their screens their retina screens are samsung gorilla glass owned by samsung a lot of the chips and shit at least in their iphones they still use created by samsung thank you i, I like my interesting i like my sam apple yeah you're I, I, you're smapple i'm apple. so offense because like apple. I get me a that, Snapple. I know that a Samsung phone is far superior to the iPhone. In some ways. I don't think my wife is going to let me get a Samsung phone. Well, here's the thing, though. My dad well, why, has... My question is why. Is it just because of iMessage? Is that basically, what it is? Basically, yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't, fucking WhatsApp. It's no, free. No, no, no. She doesn't why, want to see green. Why? When, when you, it's already built into the OS of the iPhone, and plus it's just more than that, especially... Because I will say this, the Apple OS system is a very, very, very good system because of, like, the whole compatibility with each other. Because, you know, you got airdrop messaging you can do. You got uh, freaking just basic FaceTiming. You can also have, like, the basic tracking system you get. It does the same fucking thing with any Android. You can't, com- you can't air, like, but it's I'm good. not going to be able to convince my wife to get an Android. Because, you don't have to convince her. You can get your own damn phone. Your own Android. Um, I can't airdrop. I can't airdrop from freaking Samsung to Apple. What does it matter? Airdropping. What are you airdropping? My wife. She runs a business and she airdrops photos to me all the time. Then just okay, text it. Then in, in your and then in your case, yeah, Android. If you if you both don't get Android, it's not going to work. But that that sucks. That's shitty. That's unfortunate. Yeah, You're stuck with uh, Apple forever until they well, die. What about me? I, I have the choice to choose between. And I choose and absolutely Apple. go for Android. I don't know why well, you bother going for Apple. Okay, because I like why. Apple. And that's fine. You like Apple. Guess what you can do to this? You can make it run an iOS. Oh, it's amazing. You have a better screen. You have better technology inside. The camera is better in the long run. Your connectivity to networks is better by Android, the by. Androids are basically unlocked systems. You can do whatever you want with them. They I are. Say that. You can make it look like uh, an iOS. You can have it set up to work exactly like uh, an Apple and, phone. And now, and now that they added Apple TV to the, to the Android Play Store, the Google Play, whatever the hell it is. I would switch over because that's Apple, the only thing is on the, the Google Play Store. You can yeah, be- Apple Music, the whole bit. It's all well, there. the thing is, I I only reason why I keep my Apple is because I have over like a, almost $900 worth of movies and TV shows. Yeah, I still watch it. Yeah, and now I can watch it on an Android phone. That's the only way I'll switch over is because I can buy the same games I play on my phone. Which is no, KOTOR. A lot of the games that you, you buy on your phone for Apple are upcharged. Yeah, Do you know like, that Angry Birds, when it first came out, cost $0.99 cents or $1.99 on the the uh, Apple store? Guess how much it was on Android? Isn't it free? Free! Yeah. Why? It makes no sense. Uh, because Apple's draining you for every little bit of money. I mean, Ever to, since Steve Jobs fair, died, it's, it's, Apple it's, it's, has stopped with innovation. They've done yeah. nothing really new. It's been the same fucking phone that they're like, look at these new upgrades. And they're like, yeah, Android's had that for six years. 
and everyone's sitting there like, but it's new to us. We're going to buy it. <laughs> That's Apple, weird. That is actually Apple. weird that you mentioned, like, because, like, the first iPhone was so revolutionary and so innovative, it and it was ahead of everything. And then somewhere down the way, Samsung freaking skipped ahead of them in their technology, even after the whole lithium battery explosion. <laughs> and they are... Well, the f- I was only the Note 7. Five. 7. Was yeah, it, well, yeah seven. the 7. Yeah, the so, seven. Here's, here's my thing. I went from having a 6S Plus that I had for two and a half years that I did not want to change for years. I didn't want a new phone. I didn't want because it because it worked beautifully. And the only reason why I kept staying is because I, I bought all those movies and shit. And I keep buying movies on there. But then I went to the 10. Immediately changed to the 11 a year later. And now I have a 12. I don't know where I went from not wanting to change my phone every for almost two and a half years. I was going to keep that phone until it broke, which is the whole reason why I changed because it broke. How the hell did I get a fucking twelve? It's, that's just the whole thing with cell phones. It's not particular to mm-hmm. Apple. It's just it's just cell phones in general. You so know, what they do is they'll create a new one, and there's a lot of people like my mom's the type. She likes to switch her phone up when she can. Right? Mm-hmm. We're all on a family plan and shit, and she'll get like the newest one every year, kind of thing. And that's just her thing, and that's fine. I I deal with what I've got for my two year contract. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, my Ultra, it's a year old. It's still running great. And the greatest part about Android that I like is the fact that, you know how Apple, doesn't matter how old, you get an iPhone 4S, you're getting an update for an iPad. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just fills up your system memory and it fucks you over and makes everything slower. Android doesn't do that. Like, the updates I get for my Samsung S20 Ultra will not ever come through for, like, a Samsung S5 or even an S6 at this point. And like I got a buddy of mine in Ireland when he was living in Canada, he bought a Samsung S6 six years ago. It's still running today. It's still the same phone he uses, right? Mm-hmm. Just didn't bother switching. Still runs fine. Still it's works be- perfect. No cracks. No no issues, right? It's on. It's dependent on the person. There and uh, the reason why I say it's dependent on the person is that a lot of people out there have accepted that a monthly phone bill is going to be something that's going to be part of their life for the rest of their lives and. They are fine and accepted that they're going to have a thirty-nine to forty-dollar charge for their to, for them to have their cell phone device because mm-hmm. you have to have you have to have your phone for two years to in order to pay it off if you sign up for those installment plans. Some com- phone cell phone companies let you do I think I think T-Mobile lets you do forty-eight months on certain, on some of their phones and so you can have it for like four years or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's one of their cheaper phones. I have T-Mobile. It is not a good service. Yeah, I know it's not. I'm sorry, Josh. I tried warning you. Um, I I tried warning the person paying my bill. By the way, um, but you saw us paying your bill. Yeah, because oh, I'm a lucky son of a bitch. But anyway, <laughs> people have accepted you know cell phones into their lives as being part of their lives. They're gonna pay a cell phone bill for it every month, and they don't mind paying that extra forty dollars a month for the the next best phone out there. Where I can't find rationality of upgrading a phone each month is that like so or every year is that. You are stuck with that uh, that extra forty dollars every month. Where I'm excited that I don't owe anything on my phone anymore. I have it paid off, and I've had the iPhone eight plus. I've had the iPhone eight plus since it want like since it released back in twenty sixteen. I think was it twenty sixteen. Mm. I think, I so think it was. Yeah, yeah, twenty sixteen. Hey, can can I do that? The Apple person. Oh, you have a button. You poor. No, honestly, dude. Okay, here's the thing. The button was a fantastic fucking. The button idea. was amazing. Fact, okay, because I was I was doing the same thing. I got into cell phone sales a while back, back in uh, 2014. All okay. three of us got to, All three of us have done cell phone sales. 
Yeah, so when I was there, there's a lot of people that were like, oh, yeah, like, I want to do this. And I was like, the button's fucking fantastic. You know what didn't sell? The BlackBerry Z10 and Z11. Didn't sell because it was all swipe shit. And then, of course, the iPhone does it, and it's stupid. Guess what I've got on this guy? I have the thumbprint reader, but I can do, there's buttons. There's buttons on the bottom. Do you have a face ID? You see those? They're touch. Yes, we do. Do you have a... No, I don't understand why iPhones like, damn, well, oh, you, if you what? want a home button, you have to go into your settings okay, and add in and drag it across here. And if you want to, and there's no back, that, that's the thing though with iPhone is that they don't, they never had a back button. They never have and they never will have a back button. If you want to go back to your home screen, you have to go back to your home screen. You can't just like, oh, I meant to go, I, I went too far. And now I can't go backwards. So either if they have, it, or it has an arrow on the top left for you to go back. But otherwise, you are going AR, to an yeah, app, and are. then you're going back to your home screen, and then you're closing out the window. And let yeah, me tell you, watching that. porn on an iPhone compared to an Android, very different. Very different. I so, am intrigued. Yeah, <laughs> you have to go into a separate app to watch yours. Mine doesn't do that. What do you mean, um, separate this, app? You guys have to go into QuickTime. What do you mean? I don't go into QuickTime. You do. It goes into QuickTime every time. I've literally watched it on on the browser itself oh Does they changed it good for yeah them. they ch yeah they so, changed it to the browser this is the s9 plus that i had and the only reason i switched is because of this little fucking crack right here that destroyed my entire screen oh, oh no, it doesn't turn on it doesn't turn on for for a week i was sitting there you had to press the top and then hit the bottom and then do your password and then it fucking it worked and i was like yes it was awesome but then i switched to an iphone 7 for a little bit and I just wanted to shoot myself in the foot every day because I would sit there and try to go back and couldn't figure it out. And it was a pain in the ass. I but like the, the, the thing about the iPhone that I enjoy for people that aren't technologically, you know, or, or are technologically impaired is that it's extremely easy to use. It's okay. extremely user friendly. It's there. Everything's on your home screen. You can add folders. You can do what you want. It's good that way. Like my grandmother iPhone's perfect for her. I would never get her an Android because it would be constant phone calls figuring out how the fuck to use the damn thing. Do you, right? do you know Do you know how long I've been trying to get my dad to buy a fucking iPhone? Not an expensive iPhone, not a new one. Just an they're old all one. Expensive. No, I, they're well, all old ones, man. They're all there are iPhone 5Cs that are still going. Okay, that came out in 2013. They're still going for 250 bucks. I, I don't know. Last iPhone I bought was like, a, like 60 bucks. So... And that was just like an iPhone 8. Yeah, trust me, it's rare. Are you just, are you just talking you about the sales that, tax yeah. on the phone or something? Like, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. I'm talking like secondhand sales. Like Craigslist no, I'm talking about Josh. Could... I'm talking about Josh. Oh. oh, I bought that secondhand sale. Okay. For 60 bucks. Yeah. That guy was a drug dealer straight up. He stole, he stole that phone. <laughs> he stole yeah, that phone. He stole that phone. Yeah. <laughs> seemed, seemed fine to me when I did the whole chip and everything. Anyway, but... My so like you're on a watch list gaming, now, Josh. You know, what's, you know what's funny with mobile <laughs> games? Like every so often, I want to like see if there's a cool mobile game to get out. Like I can get out there, but I remember then also like 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 RTS has a huge ability to go really well on the mobile platform. Mm -hmm. But they but they're all but. scumbag games because they you there's 
all the like all this stuff like oh you can build up this building but it's gonna take 24 hours or you could spend this money to get it now yeah. i'm like they're all gotcha all right. games and i hate all it right, whatever. Oh, like, i'm uninstalled uninstalled i'm done whatever moving on i can't well, you can't play mobile games with rts on it because heck even the command and conquer game that they put on there has that freaking crap on it dude and i was so freaking yeah. sad about that the only the only game that i could play that is uh rts is Co company heroes <laughs> They have Company of Heroes on there? Yeah, what? they do. It's it works perfect. He's going to well, check the Google Play Store right now. Yeah, I am. I, I hope so. It's on Google Play. That's the whole reason. Oh, they I, have... I imagine it is. They How much did it cost? Uh, ten bucks plus another five bucks for the DLC. Yeah, it's twenty bucks for me because Canada. But uh, and then you also had to buy the, the DLC packs, like the the other like. Well, the, the whole thing is is like like I if I'm ever out with my phone. I'm doing shit. I'm either at work, I'm going shopping and whatever. I'm not going to play Company of Heroes and go to Walmart and just throw shit off the shelf and fucking go. You know what I mean? Like, it, the mobile game, like, even if I'm taking a shit, I'm watching TikTok. Like, I'm not playing games. I have I, Company of Heroes on here, right? Like, the one I did buy was Rome Total War. Runs like shit. Doesn't play extremely well. And I waste 20 bucks on it. You know, that was my problem with it. I was going to, I was actually going to buy it, but I was always like, eh, I was always in about it. I never, the one game I did play a lot was was uh, Kotor, Knights of the Old Republic. I beat that game on a vacation because we did a lot of driving, and that's all all over play. It's a shitty vacation. Uh, well, it was in Ecuador. It was my mom's, so yeah, pretty much shitty. It was cool seeing the stuff. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, that's basically. Uh, I guess that's basically. It for tonight. We're at one hour fifty one minutes. You guys have anything else you want to talk about? Uh I do want to mention the the Sony thing that came out recently. Oh yeah, how... the, but they're uh that kind of ties back into the whole remake thing. So Yeah, they did yeah. So what what happened? What's right. up? My okay, actually I want to touch back back on that. So can you you saying that when companies remake a game they run out of ideas and I'll I'll argue that because of remake games because remake games they just use like sorry that's all they're using they're using <clears throat> the original plot but then they're building an entirely new game around that repairing like, rebuttal like final well, well for me this is final fantasy 7 the remake not the remaster the remake Resident they evil did, 2 and 3 they completely made it a open world game where you have a different type of combat style than the, than the turn-based style that had in the original. Uh, there is slight, there is little differences in the story from what I've heard. I have not seen it when I played it, and there is other things. Here's the I, whole thing. Do, I'm not saying remakes and remasters are bad. No, you're saying they're unoriginal, and I'll, and that's why I say you're wrong. So here's the thing. The, like You're saying Mo that Modern developers Warfare are... Modern 2019, Captain Price wasn't in it, wouldn't have done as well. Know. To me, How hyped did you get when he was like, Bravo 6 going dark and really put it on your like, I really didn't care. Let's go! That's I, how well, I felt. Here's, the, I here's, the, the, line, here's right? the why I didn't Here's the reason why I didn't care. It's because I was worried that it was going to be... Because my biggest worry was is that they were going to continue on a storyline that that died in Modern Warfare 3 and it just stayed dead in Modern Warfare 3. Sure. But they end up did they end up didn't. It's an entirely new story. It's not a freaking prequel like every freaking claims it to be. Reboot. It's a reboot. And 
that that sets the school. But me seeing Captain Price, I didn't get any feelings because quite honestly, Captain Price wasn't even my favorite character in the Modern Warfare series. It was, That's blasphemy. Who was? Uh, my favorite character in the Modern Warfare series. I don't know because Price was cool and all, but. I don't know. I guess it's a toss-up between Soap and then Sandman from the Delta Force unit and Modern Warfare 3. Oh, of not, even, not even Ghost. Not even Ghost. God, Xavier. Ghost well, was dope, but he was in one game. That yeah. was it. So Ghost was Sandman. Yeah, no, I don't even remember who Sandman was. Sandman but, was uh, the Delta, Delta Operator in Modern Warfare 3. He gets killed yeah. in the underground. So Still don't know. That final, that um, final Sandman Warfare 3 was fantastic, by the way. That was the, it was. That was it was a good game. So here, here's my thing about remakes and remasters, okay? I'm not saying they're bad games. I'm not saying they're badly made. And I'm not saying they're unoriginal. What I'm saying is, is that people have completely ran out of ideas. You're taking the same base story. So Modern Warfare or uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3, perfect examples. Identical stories. New ways to play. Third person, a little different. We're going back to the whole Resident Evil 4 series. Absolutely enjoyed. I think it's fantastic. Right? I think it's good. Unoriginal idea. That is true. I do agree with right? that statement. Same story, just newly updated, new graphics, new whatever. Modern Warfare, sure, I'll let it get away because it's technically a reboot. But it's adding that character nostalgia that people like me got really excited about, right? That's one of the reasons why I bought the thing. Mm. But when it comes down to it, Modern Warfare 2 Remaster, identical game, just upgraded graphics, nothing else, right? It was an in-between to fucking throw in a little fluff because they knew that Cold War was going to be shit. Right, you have a lot of those that are coming out. Right, we've seen like uh, 2K re-release uh, Bioshock and Bioshock 2 in its remastered oh, yeah. form. Right, and it's like these are good games, and sure, it's cool getting like a graphical update to it. But I'm paying full price for a game that I paid full price for 10 years ago. Why? Well, I, it's just, come I on, guys, are we are we running out of ideas? Are we starting to get to the point where ideas. I think they're just like, got other projects in the works and these need they need a little, you know, they need, uh, you know, they need to make sales, you know, and they because it's, you know, game studios, it's corporate. It's freaking uh, ca it's, it. ca it's capitalism. And you got to find ways to make money. If you're not making money, then you're failing as a company. And so like, OK. Let's go ahead and remaster this game. It probably would do very well. It would be a good sale for us. We would make a ton of money on it because we don't have to spend that much time or assets on doing it. But then that's for a remaster. But a remake or a re, you know a remake is something completely different because you're not you're not just you you're using an entirely new engine. You're adding new animations to the game, like because like what, I want to know I want to know how much more extra money it costs to do Halo Two Legendary Edition. Cause that is because the cutscenes. Oh, it looked amazing. Yeah, True. the cutscenes were completely redone. You know how I played it? Yeah. The old graphics. Old graphics, of course. It's nostalgia. Hey, you know. Tab, boom, cool. This yeah. Is, this is what I remember. This is what. This is how I played it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I and I love the fact that that was a feature. That's something I really enjoyed I with it, right? They because they, they didn't, didn't take that, away from it. They didn't do that for three, huh? The, no, because three was more of a modernized style. You can't, anyway. re you can't yeah. really remaster Halo three because Halo two basically yeah. looks like Halo three. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that, I do, I do see that. For me, I'm just excited for a remaster one of a game I just talked about playing on my fucking phone, which was Kotor. Cool. And I saw but it. if you're gonna remaster it, it needs to be cheap. All right. I don't care how much time and effort you put into it. We got to move on, man. I think we have to yeah. do a North American declaration of war against Norway, specifically Tuff, because he says Halo is dog shit. Tuff, uh, you have you have 30 minutes to comply as we will start the air raid in 25. 
specifically on your household. You can use geolocation and IP address tracking to find yeah, you. Yeah, but knowing the United States fucking our, our Air Force are going to miss. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will, we will, we will create the penis. Yes, your very tough, you're safe. Your neighbor, not so much. <laughs> so, but I will say I am super excited for the nice, nice. Don't have oil here anyway. I, I am hey, super excited what, for the Kotor remake. I'm I am just, super excited. I'm super excited because so- just because I have no idea of how they're going to approach it, and I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited on the premise alone of seeing how they're going to approach the remake for this game. Because obviously, obviously, everybody says it. You cannot just remake that, re, like remaster the game because it's a very clunky game at its core, and so you have to find a way to innovate it for this generation, or else it's not going to sell. You know, I think a lot of people would be happy just to play Kotor again because just be, just so that they can play it without it being broken or getting stuck on a loading screen or something like that. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting because it's a remake, so they're so they're gonna follow the original story. So just that opening scene alone, or how they're gonna do the fight sequence, because like Josh, you said that the Kotor in a sense is like a back and forth like you know turn it's turn, turn based game it it's, is not a turn, turn, it's not a turn based game it's not you, a, you, you have you ever you, played XCOM yeah no. XCOM's turn based it's not like that it, it's kind of it's kind of like a console like a dumbed down console version of an MMO where you're like just World of Warcraft. you're where you're just selecting different fighting styles you're not you're not tur- you're not waiting for your opponent to send something at you and then you're sending something back at him. You're just like you're 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 selecting and spamming different attacks. Everyone's played Pokemon. Pokemon's turn based. Yeah. No, well, and they, no they way can sh- attack, you get hit, then you, it's your turn to choose. Final Fantasy Seven, same that, thing. That is, it's more of like a Warcraft type. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a uh, MMO, it's an MMO type open world role RPG game. You know, it's an RPG. Yeah. yeah, it's an RPG. It's oh, either way. I am curious to see how the gameplay is. If they could do it like they did Final Fantasy VII, where they changed it up to more of like an open world type of freestyle combat, I'd be more interested in playing it with the the dialogue choices. Right. That's what I would be looking for as a remake. If, if it's it, a remaster, I'm... I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't. I already have the fucking game, and it just looks like if it's gonna look great, great. But I don't wouldn't want to play it like that. I would want it different. How about this new story? I would want Kotor three. I yeah, would want it. Everyone, every, cool. you know, right there. Kotor three so would be Fox great. Point of a remake. I, I, maybe just to see where the audience is at. You know, see if making a, a third title would even be worth it. Because first of all, I'm really confused of how a completely different studio is making a remake for this game. Well, they, why? Because EA lost its exclusive rights to Star Wars. Is it Bioware owned by EA? It technically is, but it's its own studio. It's under the EA umbrella. It's similar to that of like, um, you know, Raven Software being owned by Activision. Yeah, it's but, uh, its own thing, but it's under the Activision Blizzard umbrella. But that's the thing, though. Isn't Bioware Bioware's not making this remake? I don't think it's, they are because it's a PS5 exclusive. Well, it's also coming on PC. It's also said it already. Right. Kotor remake. It's Lucas. I think Lucas Arts is back. Well, they of, got course, the yeah, of course they're back on it. It's, you know, they have to be. But uh, oh, also while we're looking this up, if you guys haven't heard, they showed the Spider-Man Two trailer, which was hype. Um, and Wolverine is also made by the same studio that made Spider-Man. 
Yeah, it's... yeah, you guys and your superhero. All right, Star Wars. Dog. I, I, I know an important Canadian. I know. It's so, I'm so liking my superheroes, but I also like good games. Those are the Spider Man games were actually really good, really fun. They were like the old PS2 Spider Man games, but you know. For me, the, a lot of the superhero games I've played, like it's a hack and slash, and I'm not much of a hack and slash fan. I can see the, the fanfare behind it, but I just, it's not my thing. What you think my, son, my son played through Spider-Man. It looked good. It looked cool. I remember playing it on the PS2 and I enjoyed it. Like did, did the you... Spider-Man 2 or whatever, where you were swinging around. City. Did, you, City. did you play the Arkham series? No. No. And I won't. Oh, that one's actually a really good story-based game that I would recommend. The, at least the first one. The first one's Dark and Greedy. Once again, hack and slash. It's not my thing, right? Press yeah. X a bunch of times, hit Y, boom. Like That's why like Mortal Kombat, not my kind of game. They're cool. Yeah, they need to watch, but I just don't enjoy playing so, them. So, Asper, as, as Aspire, Aspire is p making this game. Did you just read Aspire, Asper? Well, it's spelled A-S-P-Y-R, so bite me. Oh, as Asperger's? And Aspire... What have they done? Stubbs the zombie, let's go! Oh, you looked them up too? Yeah. Ah, uh, great. Lair Layers of Fear, cool. they did Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. They did Star Wars Jedi Knight. Wait, they were uh, on the first Knights of the Old Republic game? Yeah, they, they, were, were, prob they were probably like a, a secondary studio that helped Bioware. Wait, so... They also did the Jedi Knight series. Do you know how fantastic those games are? If they can do it like the Jedi Knight series, it'd be amazing. Yeah, Legend remade for PS5 and PC. I told you, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. coming on PC. Both. Oh. These are these are the OG Star Wars makers. Oh. Yeah. Th these guys have claim they they claim Republic Commando, Jedi Knight Academy, Jedi Knight 2, Outcast. Oh. If this game does well, they can remake all their games. Honestly, a remake, like a remake of Republic Commando, like with an M-rated title on it, would be give dope. me a new one. That give would me, be dope. Give, as me, give me a new story, same characters. Give me okay? Empires Commandos. No, Clone Commandos. Empires Clone Commandos. No. Well, the only way I would see them making a sequel because all, the, that, all the Commandos are doing in the new Empire is just training up the new soldiers. No, not necessarily. If you know, if you follow the <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Polar Knights comes in and he says, oh my, it says, it's the perfect evolution of beards. You got Josh's baby beard, you got my little bit thicker one, and then you got the you got the beard with a, with Canadian. <laughs> I still well, got to shave, too. I, I, got, to shave. I got too invested in Tarkov today to go clean myself up for oh, this, that's, so. That's beautiful. I have to shave. Um, uh... What? But no, no. If they, the only way I would see them making a Republic Commando two or specifically Empire's Commando, and the way they can do it is these commandos are now fighting the Empire. Guess how else? Guess what else they worked on? Battlefield nineteen forty two. Who? And Doom three. Wow. Who? Aspire. Really? Hawks Pro Skater 2, True, uh, True Crime, New York City, which they, was actually they must okay. have been like a secondary dev team and. They were. Command and Conquer Generals, they worked for Guitar Hero, Modern Warfare, uh, Force Unleashed, Jeez. Civilization Five, Four, oh, so and Six. Okay, so we found so Aspire basically is the main Lucasfilm game like development studio. Yeah, you're like one of the guys.
Yeah, dude, these guys. Planet Coaster, oh. Lego Star Wars, the video game, best fucking Star Wars game ever. Fight me. Yeah, fight you. I, you're. I will join your army. Look, all I know is, is that I'm waiting for a true sequel to Battlefront 2. That's all I want in my life. But by the time I die, I want to see a true sequel to Battlefront 2. You know what? If we're going to talk remasters, those are the two games that I would be more than okay paying for. No, Battlefront the original Battlefront. Yeah. The original remake. Battlefront. Fuck no. No, no, no. They're perfect at, the, they're perfect at its Absolutely. core. Absolutely. They're perfect we at their core. Better controls for PC because they're garbage. Yeah. And uh, uh, 16 by 9 fucking aspect ratio and 1080p. Like, like the, the and just some upgraded graphics. They were phenomenal games. Yeah, there's no reason to change. Because you know, you know what? Any change those games. Fuck the new order. No one cares. Move on. Okay, we got. <laughs> nah, the new order is trash. Yeah. The new order is so garbage. Like, mind you, I'll say badass looking stormtroopers. I dig it, but like they the sucked worse. Man. They sucked worse than the original stormtroopers, though. Of course. I mean, how could you? I mean, the they missed a little less. The original stormtroopers were awesome. Don't don't don't. Let's not start. All right. Well, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything you know? Yeah. I think that's a good point to wrap it on uh, tonight. And my Focus. OBS system has uh, frozen up on its controls for a second time. So I guess well uh, done. Yeah, and that's where we'll end it uh, there right now. Well, on that, everybody, thank you for tuning into this latest installment of the After Hours podcast. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, I highly suggest checking out and watching our previous or listening to our previous episodes over on Spotify and Apple. You just search by After Hours Saber X7 because interesting enough there is a thousand a different podcasts a lot of after hours podcasts so <laughs> a lot of them. we're not oh, original, yeah. we're not original on the name but we're original on the crew maybe there's probably another duplicate crew just like us out there we never know but we do Four have the, the grand evolution of beards here can't beat that <laughs> can't can't beat captain neckbeard oh god all right Neckbeard. Anyway, and if you did enjoy it and want to check out and hang out with all of us again, also <coughs> check out our Discord. Command Discord in the chat and uh, hit that follow as well. I, I guarantee you will probably be disappointed in some way, shape, or form. Remaster Quake hype. Oh, a lot of those, a lot of those old school games. Ooh. I think, I think, I think you can. We're not do, quite over yet. <laughs> I think you can do a remake on a lot of old games. Maybe, maybe we'll ask for suggestions later on. I Twitter will be eventually it could become a thing. Maybe I don't know. Depends think of how, a thing. I'll run it. Yeah. Ten out of ten remastered Lego. Oh wait, they're already doing it. I was gonna say remastered Lego Star Wars, and they're already doing it. Yeah, whatever. Wow. It, it's not. It's remade Lego Star Wars, and it looks stupid because the characters actually have dialogue. So. Oh no! Yeah, oh. they gave the characters dialogue. Well, I gotta admit though, some of the Lego dialogue Don't you dare. Shows are fucking hilarious. I have to say, the Lego movie was funny. But Star Wars, no one goes. cares. Oh, like the animated Lego series. Who's saying They're that? Oh, so <laughs> no, tough. But anyway, oh, thank you. Tactical nuke, tactical nuke incoming to Tuft. All right. Anyway, thank you everybody for tuning in. You guys are awesome. Uh, and uh, check in again for us next weekend on the same time Saturday, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you, and you guys have a great rest of your night. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode of the After Hours Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to head over to twitch.tv forward slash SaberX7 to catch the live recordings or the VOD of this podcast. You can watch our live reactions to everything that we're doing and uh, also tune in and chat with us during the live recordings. Thank you, and have a great night.